change the good tune to city. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Hey. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. CFM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 
625. Welcome to Friday, the 3rd of February 2023. I one month gone already. Many, many thanks to God. This is the City Breakfast Show live on your dial 97.3 FM. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. Let's have breakfast. My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Bernard Avlum. Welcome to the biggest breakfast in town. Grab a seat. And let's break bread. Sending your thoughts and comments on the number 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. And you are listening to us live on CityNewsroom.com if you don't have a conventional radio. Sounds of MOG starting us off on a Friday morning. And we begin with our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. ADB is asking if you already have an existing personal loan with them. Have you serviced your existing loan for up to 12 months or more? If you answered yes, then there's good news for you because ADB is providing a special personal loan top-up to meet your school and hostel fees, rent, mortgage, domestic needs and more. With the ADB special personal loan top-up, you enjoy reduced interest rates, extended repayment periods, and also maintain your existing monthly repayment amount and so much more. If you are interested, call them on 0593844898 or 0593845845 or visit any of their branches nationwide. ADB truly a great and more. And our business sense today comes from the wise words of Wendell Wilkie, who says, education is the mother of leadership. Education is the mother of leadership. You can't lead without education. You need to have bettered your own self. You need to have mastered. And you need to have learned in, in order so you can also lead. So learning is critical. John F. Kennedy put it in a different way. He says, learning and leadership are indispensable to each other. They go together. If you haven't learned, you can't lead. If you haven't learned, you cannot lead. So learning is key. So when the Wilkins says, um, education is the mother of leadership. Do you want to lead? Then you have to educate yourself. You need to have learned your craft so you can lead appropriately. That's our business sense for the morning brought to us by ADB. Coming up next is the city. No, it's coming up next is the newspaper review. <laughs> this is the City Breakfast Show live on your down 97.3 FM. We have a lot more from the papers and the portals coming up short. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
This is still the CT Breakfast Show Sounds of Heavy D and the Boys With a hit from the 90s Now that we found love The new Super Review is brought to us by Total Energy's Marketing Ghana PLC They've evolved from just selling fuel These days they are a multi-energy company And they say that they'll keep delivering the best products and services Just for you, the customer Let's not forget that they've won the Petroleum Company of the Year three straight times from the CIMG. And these days, they're in the CIMG's Hall of Fame for Petroleum. That's what big boys do. So they dedicate all these awards to you, their valued customers. And they say, keep being friends with them. Keep patronizing them because they have a lot more for you. And part of those things is partnering with us to bring you the newspaper review on the City Breakfast Show. Like I said at the top of the show, your messages are welcome on 633. Let me welcome the guys Godfrey Akotobafo and Richard De La Sky. Guys, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we Zen? doing? We're doing well. It's yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's favorite day of the week. Most people I know. Yeah. Well, they love Fridays. Well, some people love Fridays. It turns out, in terms of my own work schedule, Fridays are the busiest days. Yeah, of course. The weekend is coming to add EPL and things. You have to do the yeah. preview show. Yeah, don't do go panorama, near. Okay, Fridays are very long, but it's cool. No, no, no. You'll be the main man. Yeah, man. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that there's a few corner inside. <laughs> <laughs> ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。ガラガラガラガラ。
Uh, there's a constituency watch. I'll give you some mm-hmm. details later. And let me take you to the Ghanaian Times. They also are old, but for some reason, they have not made it a big news item, although it's on the front page. So if you go to uh, the right-hand side of the paper, you have at PFC sitting, New Times Corporation that is aired to pay to enable it financing effectively. So they are milder uh, in terms of their approach. Uh, also on the front page, the big story says, Ghana assembles armored vehicles locally for transportation of bulk money. Also, lack of indigenous business in key sectors, cost of slow economic growth, according to Mark Dan. Mm. And alleged killings of nine civilians by military at Boku. Bodies handed over to families for burial. Front page of the Herald newspaper uh, is heavy on NPP. Says commotion at NPP's National Council meeting. Mm. Failed to agree on date for primaries. Jubilee House scared of becoming... Oh, <laughs> no, no, this one. Like, I can't read this one. Uh, energy minister holds a coup for adversary shuffle to ransom with lobbying and media hype despite poor performance. A Japan messer exposes government in gold for oil deal. Ghana paid Letasco cash, not gold. And Alan Shamatin makes case for presidency with 296 factories in six years. Why was it his personal factory? I do, baby. The Chronicle says Alan Cash is our own, says Techiman Traditional Council. Also, a black one has failed to nail us. The National um, Identification Authority is speaking, and uh, Professor Kenatefa is here on the front page. And West Hills Mall murder deceased was running away from police, a court has been told. Mm-hmm. Front page of the Republic Press today goes with the Ghana Armed Forces and the situation in Boko. Ghana Armed Forces denies Boko killings, it says. NDC gloats over AG's COVID-19 report. Uh, Stop politics here. Baumia camp divided over opinion polls. And transport first to go up. GPRTU hence. And also 23 arrested at Agoglusi for selling foodstuffs on the background and under unhygienic conditions. Wow. Let me take you to the finder. Um, Hannah Edu holds master's degree in economics. She quits as sales manager of insurance company to become poultry farmer at Mankesim. Mm. Also, there's a story here that says no Ghana card bears the name Reverend Victor Kusibwating in our database, according to the National Insurance mm. Authority. And the Ghana yeah, Forces... Is, the nation, is it insurance or the National Identification? Oh, forgive me. National Identification Authority. Forgive me. Um, the Ghana Forces, it's denying uh, killing seven innocent people in Boku. And vote for a candidate Ghanaians would prefer. That's coming in from Alan Kojo. And finally from me, the front page of the Ghanaian publisher, NIA Countess Ablakwa's claims is on the front page, the arbitration uh, case that Ghana won, mm-hmm. uh, also on the front page. And PAC, that's the Public Accounts Committee, wants officials against backdating receipts. Hmm. The have a G and these people notice that people were coming with some <laughs> forged things. Keep this on warning. Charlie. Hmm. Let me take you to the Inquisitor. Late Congress agenda. Kufuado left in the cold. Also on the front page, we are told PAC refers Maritime Authority to the Attorney General for Prosecution. Also, there's a feature here that says how to contract private military company in Africa. If you go to the new weekend crusading guide, this is a mouthful one, Charlie. <laughs> Bling, earrings, tattoo, bodied PID, 
uh, officers conduct arbitrary arrest. Bono East residents, the media alleging. Also, we are told that um, Asokore elders fight SDA church for building unauthorized chapel in the middle of the road. <laughs> and and uh, and a competent and versatile Dr. Prempe. Hey, Charlie. Energy Ministries <laughs> giant strikes in 2022. Uh, we're so prepared to see that. He's hyping himself. Larry is missing in from the herald. And the new crusading guy is propping the man up. Anyway, let's go on to the mm. <laughs> com says NDC reschedules meeting with minority caucus to February 6th. Mm. NPP's neck meeting over date for primaries mm-hmm. ends in deadlock. Come clean on gold for oil fiasco. COPEC to government. Mm-hmm. Who leads NPP for 2024 presidential election? And that's a question on citynewsroom.com. In line with that, Dr. Nyaho Nyaho Tamaklo is saying that Adainimo is the unifier NPP needs. <laughs> Let's move on. City Business News. <laughs> Come clean on gold for oil fiasco. Copet to government. Mm-hmm. Ghana paid cash for forty thousand tons of oil instead of gold. Ejapamesa confirms, and looks like that has um, raised a few eyebrows. And I'm sure we'll try. I and thought you had sort of clarify that on uh, I would. Yes, you know, and well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can do with that. If you go to City Sports Online, the biggest story: Nottingham Forest signed free agent Andrea Yu until end of the season, and the deal was confirmed by the club last night. Karela ends Kotoko's six-game unbeaten streak. Ninety-nine percent of those games were draws, anyway. Another story. Hmm. The referee was really bad. Yeah, I, I, I. I Tampuri, it's a horrible referee. Neil Dattelamte says, I like Mo Kudus playing at Ajax. It's easy for him to grow there. If you go to other portals, myjoyonline.com, they also have um, some stories there. On DDEP, we seem to be rushing, Professor Lord Mensa is saying. Mm-hmm. Boku is a complete war zone. That's according to a security analyst. NIA tells Ablaqua there's no biometric record of Victor Kusibuating in our database. Mm-hmm. And military officers rescue Netco staff locked up for disconnecting UDS from power supply. This town. <laughs> anyway, other uh, stories. If you go international, for example, on the BBC, they say U.S. tracking suspected Chinese surveillance balloon. Hey, and um, what's behind the surge of COVID nineteen deaths in Japan and in Australia? Very, very troubling for news from a sporting perspective. Tennis star Nick Kyrgios admits assaulting ex girlfriend. I see, and we need light. Ukraine's hard hat army give power back to the people. Okay, so let's go into the details this morning. And I take you to the extreme north of the country. Uh, the story coming there, not palatable. Alleged killings of nine civilians by the military at Boku. Bodies handed over to families for burial. And Francis Dabre uh, Dagban from... Um, Boku writes for the new the Ghanaian Times that the bodies of nine civilians allegedly killed by the military in Boko in their Pais region have been handed over to their families for burial. Now the nine were shot and killed in separate attacks at different locations within the Boko municipality, which has sparked an uproar among residents. Now dozens of uh, residents are fleeing the area for their lives 
with um, teachers and pupils in the township taking a tough decision to desert school after their uh, after uniform me- uh, what do you call it on informed men or oh, is uniformed. it uniformed on uniform, I okay, think they want on to write, uniform, uh, on, okay. Yeah, that's what they want to write, but they, 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 they write uninformed. Men allegedly stormed communities close to the town and killed about 14 residents and injuring scores of others. Now, the teacher said, although the decision has not been sanctioned by the Ghana Education Service at both the municipal and regional levels, they had to advise themselves since their lives were under threat. Now, scores of shops in the town have been closed after the January 26th and February 1, 2023, gruesome attacks. Now, a source to, um, close to the situation told the Ghanaian Times at Boku yesterday that the situation was becoming tense and expressed fear that the alleged killings by the military could escalate the conflict in the area. But we do know that yesterday the military issued a statement in which statement they denied that they were responsible for okay. the uh, killings. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. On the political front, uh, the MPP, mm-hmm. um, the MPP's neck meeting over the dates for primaries did not produce a result yesterday. Mm-hmm. The story is on citynewsroom.com and it says a planned national executive committee meeting of the NPP to decide a date for its presidential and parliamentary primaries ended inconclusively. Um, Thursday's meeting, which had in attendance the president, the vice president, the chief of staff, and some members of parliament Mm -hmm. and presidential hopefuls, was expected to officially set a date for the remaining two elections on the party's calendar. It was also supposed to produce a date for the opening of nominations for both elections. Already, blocks within the party are pushing for an early congress, while others want the party to stick to its constitution of electing a flag bearer 12 months to a major election. City News... Uh, is learning the party's national council is currently in a meeting. Okay, well, it was in a meeting. Yeah. Well, some more information on this uh, from the Herald uh, on page four. Okay. Uh, the Herald's information uh, is that while the presidential aspirants wanted an early conference to decide who leads the party, the president uh, disagreed with that position, fearing it would make him a lame duck president. With a hung parliament, the president is particularly worried that NPP parliamentarians will boycott parliament and allowed the NDC to uh, torpedo his uh, programs for political points. Uh, The meeting, which had in attendance the president, the vice president, the chief of staff, some members of parliament, and presidential hopefuls, was expected to officially set a date. Uh, The two blocks which are said to have emerged within the ruling party and pushing for early congress, while the other is asking the party to abide by the provisions of his constitution, which mandate the party to elect a presidential candidate 12 months to a major Election. Still on that story, the angle that the Inquisitor has is that Akufuado has been left in the cold. Now, President Anadu Danko Akufuado has been left in the cold as almost everyone in his uh, new patriotic party is against his maneuverings to have a late Congress to elect a flag bearer for the 2024 elections. From all indications, the President is not comfortable with an early Congress because he thinks that whoever would win the flag bearership would take the shine out of his presidency and it goes on to say that already there are pointers that persons who hitherto were closer to the president are shifting their attention towards some of the personalities that have declared their intentions to contest to lead the NPP. Let well, me take you out. Yes, yes, yes. I wanted to give you the NDC since we mentioned NPP. Okay. okay. Quickly, the NDC um, has moved its meeting with uh, its members of parliament following a change 
on the uh, the majority side. Mm-hmm. Now the meeting was set for January 31, but it's now been moved to February 6. Okay, and the the time is 2 p.m. Okay, and uh, the cool. uh, yeah. are we invited? <laughs> I don't, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Let us talk some Greek uh, on mm-hmm. page 20 of the Daily Graphic. Mm-hmm. And the uh, sm- smallholder farmers are shifting from staple to tree crops, according to Edith Karawe, who is the general secretary of the Ghana Agri Workers Union. The union said most of his members were gradually moving away from the cultivation of maize, rice, beans, and other staples to cashew production. Uh, in an interview with the Ghana News Agency, Mr. Kaiwa said many farmers had also reduced the size of their farms due to the rising cost of farm inputs such as fertilizer, pesticides, and general farm services. He cautioned that the shift to tree crops could threaten the country's food security systems in the near future if urgent action was not taken to encourage farmers to expand their cultivation of staple foods to meet demand. Okay, so let's um, go to some other stories in the headlines uh, this morning. You know, um, Samuel Okujetua Blackwa has mm-hmm. been on the roll against the um, underhand dealings he alleges going uh, going on, which are going on at the um, National Cathedral um, site. Now, there's a new development on uh, his campaign because page three of the Chronicle uh, states that a black war has failed to nail us and they are quoting the National Identification Authority. Jennifer Ambuli writing says that the National Identification Authority, NIA, has disclosed that the Member of Parliament for the Norton constituency, Samuel Okujetua Blackwa, did not provide any records of Victor Kusi Boating from the NIA database because none exists. Now, in a statement signed by the Corporate Affairs Directorate, the NIA said that the Blackwood did not present any empirical evidence about the biometrics of uh, Victor Kusibuating since there is none. And if there is, it was not taken from the NIA database. Now, the NIA issued the statement yesterday to respond to Mr. Blackwood's post on his Facebook page um, requesting that the NIA provided an explanation about how Reverend Victor Kusibuating, a member of the Board of Trustees of the National Cathedral uh, Project, came to possess an NIA card bearing the name Kwabena Edujemfi. Now, according to the NIA, Mr. Blakwa only gave the application information for Kwabena Edujemfi, who was born on December 30, 1969, and left out the information for Victor Kusibuating, who was born on September 7, 1971. We would expect that the Honorable Abuaka will come back strongly on this particular matter if he has further information on the subject matter. Let me tell you what happened at the PAC meeting, or the PAC meeting when Daily Graphic showed up. I think you have the times when they showed up. Mm-hmm. On the front page of the paper, ministries, departments and agencies <coughs> owe the Graphic Communications Group Limited 14 million Ghana cities. As according to Atwafo, uh, he said the GCGO had taken an initiative on the instruction of his board of directors to write to the Minister of Finance to enable the MDAs to defray their indebtedness to the state-owned autonomous media house. He said the company had been following up on the issue and expressed the hope that by the end of next month, we will get a better hand around that matter. And like I said, he was making an appearance uh, before the pack. He was responding to a question from the vice chairman of the committee, Dr. Samuel Lata Mills, on the status of MDA's indebtedness to the company. Mr. Afo said the overdue receivable of the company was to the tune of 24 million Ghana cities with advertisements amounting to 14 million Ghana cities and unpaid subscriptions pegged at 9.8 million hmm. Ghana cities. Well, they are not alone because um, the New Times Corporation is also urging um, the debtors uh, that it has to pay 
their debt. And Julius Yao Petrici, writing for the paper on uh, page 4 of the Ghanaian Times, says that the New Times Corporation, publisher of the Ghanaian Times and the Spectator newspapers, has served notice to his debtors to redeem their debts or face legal action. Now, Managing Director of the Corporation, Martin Eduusu, told the Public Accounts Committee of Parliament yesterday in Accra that taking legal action against his debtors had become the only way out if uh, it were to retrieve his locked-up funds from customers and vendors. Now, the Auditor General, in his 2020 report on public boards and corporations, noted that debtors of the state-owned media organization have become numb in redeeming their indebtedness to the NTC. And customer balances uh, recorded by head office showed that 196,603.73 Ghana CDs and 185,935. 76 Ghana cities in respect of stopped subscription and vendors as against it goes on to give you plenty of figures but the point is that <laughs> the folks owe money um, and, and the NTC is asking that they pay or face legal action Alright, then let me take you to page 25 the Daily Graphic a very sad story coming from Tema Community 2 where some residents and traders uh, near a mosque close to the Social Security and National Insurance Trust flats are counting the cost of an inferno which swept through more than mm. 15 structures and shops on Wednesday night. Seven shops are described as completely burnt. Uh, the shops included two drinking spots, an electrical repair shop, a bicycle repair shop, a pen for livestock, and two places of abode. Mm. Okay, if you go to citybusinessnews.com, the gold for oil story is there. Mm-hmm. The Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Ghana, um, Dan Kanamwa is charging the government to spell out the nitty gritties mm-hmm. of the gold for oil policy to Ghanaians. He said the policy seemed dead on arrival because the oil delivered seemed not to have had any impact on palm prices as they kept increasing. His call follows the confirmation by the Deputy Energy Minister Andre Japamesa that the initial consignment of 40,000 tons of oil brought into the country under the policy was purchased or the 40,000 tons were purchased with cash mm. and not gold. Despite countless claims by Vice President Dr. Baumia that the gold for oil policy would reduce the pressure on forex and also present the country with cheaper oil, fuel products have since or have been increased twice since Ghana took delivery mm. of the 40,000 tons of oil. And uh, Mr. Amwa is, ask, is asking or is advising the government to come clean on the policy after it turned out that it paid cash for the oil and it's also urging the government to hold the policy and concentrate on fixing the currency. Hmm. Well, a couple of quotes attributed to Japan Mesa on page 2 mm-hmm. of the Herald newspaper. Uh, he was speaking to City News. He said, quote, the policy actually started with an intent to do strict barter for gold and petroleum products, but it became apparent that any of the international oil trading companies that do not have a commodity wing to deal with gold on their behalf will be excluded from the policy. We developed the policy such that we are operating two streams, one was direct barter and the second was monetizing the gold so we can pay for IOTs that were not uh, other commodity focused but solely petroleum products. So the test run that we did was actually paid through the second route. Well, let's stay with the energy sector because there are competing stories about um, Dr. Matthew Foku Prempe, the Minister uh, for Energy. And uh, if you go to the Weekend Crusading Guy, page 3, the story there is praising the man and it says that it is one thing being named as a government appointee and another thing altogether making an impact through hard work and leaving 
an indelible mark on the minds of the populace. Jehovah. Now, there are lots of people who have served in various capacities under various governments who have been forgotten totally because of how poor they performed while in office. History cannot be unkind to Dr. Matthew Poku Prempe, Ghana's energy minister, because of the impact that he has made as the man in charge of the country's crucial energy sector, as he has been able to confront most of the teething problems in the sector. Now, I'm wondering whether it's a news story or it's uh, an opinion piece. <laughs> but, you know, they've not declared. So, so I'll take it that it is uh, a news story. It doesn't have a byline, but they have gone on and on and on and on. Well, and Charlie, the, the Herald disagrees. <laughs> okay, go ahead. And they're saying that he's holding up the reshuffle because he has been putting adverts in newspapers and campaigning on social media <laughs> that he's the best minister. <laughs> 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 Now, says that many insiders believe that Napo's resistance and use of a key traditional ruler not to leave the energy ministry is part of the reason the president is unable to reshuffle hmm. his minister. So, he's dividing opinion. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all for me. All right, guys. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Godfrey. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, that was the newspaper review. Coming up next is the City Business News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Business News comes up next and is brought to us by MTN. MTN is asking whether or not people still hear that dial caller tone when they call you. Spice things up. Dial star 1355 hash to choose from a wide range of options so people can hear nice music when they call you get a dope caller ring back tune today and enjoy life only on mtn the city business news is also brought to us by goyle and goyle is making things convenient these days when you go to their service stations you can pay using mobile money you can use your bank card as well as well as your goyle go card visit their social media platforms on facebook instagram and twitter for more info go good energy go and the city business news also brought to us by Access Bank and Enterprise Life. Letelineti Ajahu is here with the latest from the world of business. Welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, more than banking and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Let's go straight to our stories and the Association of Ghana Industries is calling on government to ensure policies implemented in the country do not stagnate macroeconomic growth. This call comes on the back of the implementation of the upward quarterly tariff adjustment by the Public Utilities Regulatory Commission from February 1. Speaking at a media briefing in Accra, the Chief Executive Officer of the Association of Ghana Industries, Seth Chum Akwabwa, said the constant rise in utility tariffs threatens industry growth. Industries have been under pressure from unstable business environment. Hoping to see signs of recovery this year, 
The situation has further worsened by the utility tariff increment, with inflation of 54.1%, but now at 21.9%, fuel prices inching up, and threats of excise duty increments, which pose a, a serious threat to employment, prospects, and survival of businesses. With the foregoing, ATI is calling on the PURC to maintain its beverage sector companies in their industry category, which has seen increment of 48% in water tariff already. We believe industries are high revenue customers for Ghana Water Company and deserve equity in the water pricing that we experience. We urge government to help stem the tide of our macroeconomic instability, which is a major trigger for some of the changes in tariff levels and price hikes that we experience. AGI is looking forward to further engagement with the PRC and the utility service providers in the coming days. Seth Chum Akwabwa is the chief executive officer of the Association of Ghana Industries. Still on the economy, economist Dr. Patrick Isuming has noted that the city's recent improvement against the dollar cannot be sustained if there is no clear strategy to maintain it. The Ghana City, almost two weeks now, has continued its good running against the U.S. dollar, currently selling at 12 cities, 60 pesos, on the forex or retail market. Dr. Patrick Isuming has been speaking to City Business News. Uh, to, to be honest with you, I don't think that there's been any change in the fundamentals of the economy to, to prompt uh, an improvement in the currency performance. Whatever improvement we might be seeing might be due to speculation, and I'm not sure that it's something that will be sustained. There hasn't been any change in uh, the policy direction. There hasn't been any change in uh, exchange rate, or there hasn't been any change in the growth projection. There hasn't been any change in any of the economic fundamentals that determine the exchange rate. So I don't, I don't think that whatever is happening with the currency is because of any policy measure. And therefore, I don't, I'm not sure that it's something that we definitely say the currency is doing well. We should do A, B, and C to improve. So. Whatever it is, we might see a more sustainable stability in the currency when the debt exchange is finally concluded and the, the IMF program is approved and starts. But that in itself will bring us some temporary. You know, over the longer, medium to longer term, you know, we have to see changes in our foreign, foreign earnings and then also changes in the inflows and outflow of currency. Dr. Patrick Isuming is an economist. Now and then to bank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 10 CDs, 80 pesos. The British pound lost 4 pesos and is selling at 13 CDs, 25 pesos. The euro gained 1 peso and is selling at 11 CDs, 8 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus within the capital, the dollar is selling at 12 CDs, 60 pesos. The British pound at 15 CDs, 55 pesos. And the euro is selling for 13 CDs, 50 pesos. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic, the fundamentals of financial planning. Know where your money goes. Fundamental number four when you are planning for your future is to know where your money goes. It's important to make sure your expenses are not exceeding your income. The best way to do this is by budgeting. The rule of thumb is that 50% of your money should go towards taking care of your essential living items. 20% should go towards investments. And then the remaining 30% can be used to take care of the things you want but don't necessarily need. However, 
Depending on your personal commitments outside of your immediate family, you may find you need to increase your 50% for essential items to 60 or even 70%. For example, you may be caring for an extended family member or have a social project where you have committed to supporting a person or group in need on a regular basis. If these are commitments you cannot vary, that's fine but then be prepared to reduce the 30% allocated to your wants. It's good to enjoy yourself, but keep an eye on how those things add up over the course of a month. Making small, manageable changes in your everyday expenses can have as big an impact on your financial situation as getting a pay raise. Also, keeping your recurring monthly expenses as low as possible can save you significant money over time. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, and Access Bank, more than banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Netilinete Ajaho. Have a good business day. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. So listening to the City Breakfast Show Coming up next is the City Business Edition But first, Vodafone is saying that the One Ghana promo is here With just one Ghana CD You can have 20 minutes talk time to all other networks And 1 GB of data Every day between 5am and 11.59am All you have to do is dial star 530 Has to subscribe and enjoy longer conversation and more browsing The Vodafone One Ghana promo is the best value offer in town And it's easy on your pocket Vodafone further together Carbank is saying you need to reactivate your car account and enjoy all kinds of goodies. They've got the short code service star 771 hash. Carnet, the Carbank app, and so much more. Visit any car branch today with your Ghana card to get your account reactivated. Call them on 0800-500-500. Chat to them online. Visit their social media platforms. Get to them on WhatsApp or send an email. Customer care at cowbank.net or visit their website. Cowbank.net to know more. Cowbank forward together. Now, a global standard luxury watch made right here in Ghana for that special someone with their name customized in it. That's what I call a timeless gift. Caveman Watches is giving an amazing 50% discount on the cost of customizing a name inside any of their exquisite luxury watches this season till the 15th of February. Visit Caveman Watches on all platforms so you can walk into their showroom and factory on their Dreamliner Road adjacent the new AstroTurf and place an order or even join the making process of your own bes- bespoke luxury watch right here in Ghana. Mention the code FB23 to redeem your discount. Contact 0557-516-744 or visit cavemanwatches.com. Caveman Watches, be remembered. Coming up next is the City Business Edition. And today we are 
taking highlights from the final day of the Africa Prosperity Dialogues uh, held last week, Saturday. So tune in and get invigorated, get inspired, pick up a thing or two. It's the City Business Edition coming right up. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Hello and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obodu. Now last week brought an end to the Effective Leaving series for the month of January. Well today on the show we're bringing you highlights of the final day of the Africa Prosperity Dialogues held at Pedriasi for a three-day period. Now, that was the maiden edition of the event. And today on the show, I'll be bringing you highlights of that final day that we covered live on TV at City TV. Well, for those of us who probably do not know what the Africa Prosperity Dialogues is all about, it's basically a strategic platform where the movers and shakers of the African economy sought to elevate the after objectives from ambition to real actions. The summit was a one-of-a-kind event where African leaders from diverse areas of national endeavors will gather each year to discuss and share experiences on issues and initiatives required for Africa to achieve the goal of shared prosperity and shape the Africa agenda. Now, the theme for the maiden edition of the event was From Ambition to Action delivering prosperity through continental trade. You know, it's opened up with a very interesting piece by renowned poet Chief Moomin. I think it's important that we all listen to that piece to set the tone for the conversation. If you were born in ancient Egypt at the heights of its power, when its pyramids pointed arrogantly towards the heavens and its pharaohs felt they were gods with the power to divine, to bend the Nile, to nourish their prosperity. Imagine an ancient civilization that lasted for 3,000 years with its mystery still lost in history. But even Egypt fell and its valley of kings stood silent except for the raids of thieves and archaeologists digging for lost glory from Luxor to Giza. Today, remnants of that lost glory stand in exhibitions across museums around the world. They point at them to little children and say, look, these are the remains of a once great people. Imagine you were a politician in the sense of the empire of Rome at the best of times when its legions spread from the sand dunes of Alexandria in Africa all the way to the forest coverings of the so-called barbarians of the Germanic tribes of Europa. Imagine the Colosseums with tens of thousands of Roman citizens screaming for blood and the gladiators cutting down themselves and Caesar relishing in the power of the realm. 
but even Rome fell. And the Coliseum stood empty and the Senate silenced except for the distant echoes of past glory. Imagine riding out with Kenji's Khan with a thousand Mongolian horsemen to conquer territories across Asia and forge nations. Imagine sailing with Sultan Mehmed into Constantinople that stood a thousand years unconquered until the Ottomans invaded Hagia Sophia. Imagine traveling with the great Mansa Musa from Mali to Niani with a caravan of 60,000 with so much gold that the price of the commodity devalued at every city. They stopped that. But even the Mongols fell, the Ottomans fell, the Malians fell. But this is not a story about the fall of great nations. It is the story about the rise of great nations. For no one group of people have a perpetual hold to power, wealth, and prosperity. Even if you have reigned for a hundred or a thousand years, there were others after you. And many more will come before you. Sometimes, when we contemplate the problems of Africa, we wonder, can we rise in power? Can we rise from the poverty and the desperation of our situation into an era of prosperity across all equations? Yes, we can and we must. That is why we have gathered here today at the Africa Prosperity Dialogues to sit together, to think together, to plan together, to act together with agency to reimagine a new African prosperity through the golden opportunity of the AFCFTA. Life is a relay race, and you must always be ready to take the baton and sprint into action. The baton of prosperity is coming back to Africa. Are we ready? That is the work we must do today, so that our children can sprint into action, can sprint into prosperity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Africa Prosperity Dialogues. Well, now we can listen to the opening address by the Secretary General of the African Continental Free Trade Area, Wam Kelemene, based on the theme for the Africa Prosperity Dialogues 2023. We have made significant strides, not only in establishing the Secretariat as an institution, but also in jointly establishing Ghana and Accra indeed as Africa's trade and commercial capital over the last two and a half years. And I'm very grateful to His Excellency the President for all of the support that he has personally provided uh, to me and of course his government, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, uh, the former Minister of Trade, who have provided all of the resources that we require to ensure that the takeoff of the Secretariat was indeed successful. Today, the theme that we deliberate upon is acceleration of AFCFTA implementation from ambition to action. And I wish to take a few minutes to set out the achievements of the last two and a half years in very, very difficult circumstances caused by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and of course the circumstances, the new, newly emerging geopolitical tensions that we are all aware of, which have presented significant challenges as we start the journey 
of trade liberalization and market integration on our continent. We have established, successfully established, a new regime for trade in Africa. We now have all of the legal documents that are required for commercially meaningful trade to happen. We have an electronic tariff book. We have a rules of origin manual, which enable our traders, our economic operators, to determine with certainty the rules that apply to them, the harmonized rules that apply to them as they seek to trade between Nigeria and Kenya, between Egypt and South Africa, across regions of our continent. We have also established the Pan-African Payments and Settlement System, along with our uh, strategic partner, Africsim Bank. And as we all know, one of the biggest challenges that our continent faces is the cost of trade, affordability of trade, and access to trade, particularly for small medium enterprises and young entrepreneurs. It is our intention that with the introduction of the Pan-African Payments and Settlement System, that a trader, a small medium enterprise, a young entrepreneur on any part of our continent going forward will be able to trade in local currency without having to face the challenges of the cost of currency convertibility. We estimate the cost of currency convertibility to be up to $5 billion annually. As you may well be aware, in 2019, the African continent transacted close to $20 billion in global uh, payments platforms, which of course uh, is not the best, in the best interests of Africa's economy. And so the introduction of the payment system with Africsim Bank enables Africa to establish for herself an alternative payment system to support and to boost intra-Africa trade, particularly intra-regional trade that is led by small medium enterprises and young entrepreneurs. In order to build investor confidence of Africans and to build business confidence of Africans, for the very first time, we have established the dispute settlement body and the dispute settlement mechanism, which will enable a fair, competent adjudication of disputes that arise under the AFCFTA. And of course, as we all know, there will be disputes as they are in the business world. And so the dispute settlement body, which has begun its work, will soon be fully operational with the appointment of appellate body members, outstanding Africans, the best legal minds that our continent has to offer. I hope that with the establishment and operationalization of the dispute settlement mechanism, that we are sending a very clear signal and a very strong signal to our investors, African investors, to our business community, that indeed the African continent is open for business and that, of course, we want to trade on the basis of rules so that we can have market certainty, predictability, to ensure that we reach the objectives of the AFCFTA and that we are able to double intra-Africa trade by the year 2035.
Now, there are quite a number of keynote addresses. I'm going to focus on a couple of them. Let's listen to the CEO of Ethiopian MS Fantasio speaking on addressing challenges of moving goods and people across Africa. Ethiopian Airlines has a lot of challenges, which is shared among African airline industry. The first one, traffic right. Many African countries are still restricting permit to fly into those countries and inhibiting the free movement of people and goods. This is affecting the development of African airlines, both big and small. The, the reason behind is often given as protection of the smaller national carriers from being overwhelmed by the bigger airlines. This is incorrect belief. I know several smaller airlines who started operation died because of traffic right limitation into their neighboring countries. I know that several African countries are not happy for African airlines to fly to them, whereas they open up to non-African airlines. We have to correct this if we want the indigenous African airlines to develop. Secondly, tax. <clears throat> In Africa, many countries believe that air transport is good for the rich and it has to be heavily taxed. I can give an example. The airfare between Lome and Accra 50% of it goes to government and other taxes. This has made air transport expensive to use in Africa compared to the rest of the world. It is understood that African governments want to generate revenue and are taxing the airlines, but the tax should be reasonable. Ethiopian Airlines flies to 100 131 destinations throughout the world and among them 63 are in Africa. We don't have tax issues in the US. We don't have tax issues in Europe. No problem in Middle East and Asia. We have problems of tax only in Africa. Why? I think governments have to benchmark about the tax system on airlines that they are living on the indigenous airlines. This is dwarfing the indigenous African airlines by making the fare very expensive, not non-affordable to Africans, but at the same time, a different regime of tax is applied on airlines in Africa. And I would like to be honest with you that the sales offices of many smaller African airlines are often closed due to unreasonable tax, which is not asked anywhere else. 
we have to correct this. If we want African airlines to develop and contribute to our ambition of creating a, 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 a African development. The third one is infrastructure. For air transport to be safe, efficient, we need to have enough airports. We have to build enough airports, but at the same time, we have to upgrade the facilities of existing airports. At several airports in Africa, it is common for us to see that the security screening X-ray machine is broken and the flight is delayed by one hour. We don't have parking space, so the flights have to queue. We don't have enough cargo warehouse to transport cargo between stations in Africa. There are a number of infrastructure issues that we need to address. Then Africa has 54 countries. Every country wants to have its own national flag carrier. It's not possible to have 54 successful airlines in Africa. It is a fragmented industry. It needs consolidation. It needs cooperation among airlines to create a very strong regional airlines that connect the communities in every region of the African continent. From transport, now we move to telecommunications. Now, MTN's group president and CEO, Ralph Mupita, has been speaking on the topic, the role of telecommunication in deepening intra-African trade, challenges and opportunities. I'd like to put forward a couple of recommendations that we would, as MTN, see as vital for Africa to accelerate its digital and financial inclusion through the adoption of uh, digital infrastructure, digital services, and, uh, and frameworks. I think the first point is that we need a modernization and renewal of our regulatory frameworks uh, across Africa. The regulatory frameworks um, for telecommunications are outdated today. They are still positioned for a voice which was dominant up until the, the end of the 2000s. We are now in a data era, and we're in an era where there is a combination of fixed and wireless to deliver these broadband services. The regulatory frameworks in pretty much all the African markets are still framed from believing that there are two sets of networks, fixed networks and wireless networks. And as we're moving to 4G and 5G, the networks are but one. 5G requires a lot of fiberization in the networks, not just base stations. So there's an enormous amount of capital that needs to be placed in building fiber networks across countries um, and also across regions. And as MTN, we are busy building an east-to-west fiber network uh, starting uh, out in, um, uh, in Kenya and looking to get all the way up to Cameroon and in that way improve the latency and the experience that customers uh, and users of our networks will have as they use 4G and 5G. So the harmonization and modernizations needs to realize, firstly, that fixed and wireless networks are converging and actually will be one. The regulations need to be, um, understand that 
actually there is an interoperability between subsea cable, terrestrial networks, and what is happening at a very fast pace in developed markets now, which is satellites, the so-called non-terrestrial networks. There are constellations of satellites being built today that are falling over our region. Africa is in region one of satellite um, um, in, uh, in terms of how the three regions are arranged in terms of satellites. And as African um, countries, private sector, the government and regulators need to align on how we see the regulatory arrangements between terrestrial and non-terrestrial. And if we're not clear and uh, with our own foresight in terms of our own ambitions for Africa, we may find that the constellations that are going to be above Region 1, above Africa, are ones where Africa does not have any, um, uh, any control uh, for the benefit that it wants. So the first thing is really around modernizing and harmonizing the regulatory frameworks. The second point, which is quite related to the first point, is that there needs to be fair, um, a fair share contribution uh, from all the participants, particularly in the private sector, uh, in how this infrastructure is developed and used. Uh, mobile network operators you know, pay regulatory uh, fees, they pay taxes uh, to support the fiscus, um, but there are a whole range of so-called OTT players, over-the-top players, um, that basically are over-the-top of this infrastructure and pay no economic contribution to the countries that they are extracting the value out of. Now, without being uh, too pointed uh, to the likes of the streaming services, they really are only in existence because they can uh, operate over the top of networks. But they pay very little economic contribution to either the government of Ghana or to the government, um, the governments across the 54 member states. So the fair share contribution of international service uh, uh, businesses, the so-called OTTs, um, you know, the Googles of this world, the Facebooks of this world, would bring uh, quite um, a material resource to accelerate the digital infrastructure. The third area we would, um, you know, position is that we need to turn Africa into the skills hub for many of the digital skills required for the services that sit on top of the infrastructure. Right now, you're all hearing about uh, generative AI, artificial intelligence. Some of you here may already be using chat GP3. Uh, we understand that that technology can even pass an exam. And uh, Secretary General Wamkele, uh, maybe it can write one of our protocols if we so ask it to. But these technologies are being de delivered in the developed world. Cast your way forward to 2050, the majority of the skilled workforce will come out of Africa. So we need to look ahead and say, where do we need centers of excellence, our own Silicon Valleys? And we need to have them here in Accra. We need to have them in Cameroon. We need to have them in Rwanda. We need to have them across the African continent where we have our own software engineers who are developing these applications on top of the digital infrastructure to serve our people, both in urban and rural areas. Africans understand their own needs for their own people, including in, in the rural areas, and we're best placed to develop those services. Now, one of the major highlights of the events that I'm sure a lot of people were also looking forward to was to hear Mr. Aliko Dangote, the richest man in Africa, deliver his speech at the event. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it. 
But then uh, his speech was read on his behalf by the president of the Manufacturers Association of Nigeria, Mr. Mansu Ahmed. And this is what he had to say on behalf of Mr. Dangoting. As a practitioner in business in this continent, the Dangote Group currently has, has, has footprints in 12 countries and we are building more. We have indeed established, invested and established plants in about uh, 10 of these countries, excluding our own country, Nigeria. And we have exported our products meant across various, various borders in West Africa, in East Africa, in Southern Africa, and in Central Africa. But we have also looked at other sectors apart from cement. Indeed, as we speak, Your Excellency may be aware that a team of the Dangote experts are here in Ghana looking at opportunities to invest in a new invest, in a new area, not necessarily in, in cement because we are already in cement here. We are looking into agriculture. Your Excellency, from our experience, what three key things the private sector would need to see being done and being put in place and being focused on to ensure that the tremendous amount of effort and work that has been done to, uh, by Mr. Wamkele and many of the people who have supported him to get us to this point, I think it is important to identify the three things now. First, compliance. Mr. Wankele, all these protocols and regulations and rules that you have put in place, that the AFCFTA have put in place, will not be of much help unless our countries are committed to comply with the, with the agreements that were breached and with the regulations that they themselves have implemented in their countries. Our experience over the many years is in fact that part of a problem is compliance. Yes, the private sector will understand we have weak infrastructure, will understand we have problems with logistics uh, problems, we have problems with energy and so on, but they will plan to do their business as they can, as much as they can, on the basis of existing regulation and rules and guidelines and protocols. But on the assumption that those protocols and guidelines and regulations will be complied with on a level playing field. We have had experience, Your Excellencies, that even in, with regards to protocols that have been agreed for decades, the ETLS, for instance, we have countries that are not complying with these guidelines and this regulation, these protocols, and therefore impeding the process of business and trade. I think it is important that we highlight the need for compliance. And this is the responsibility, Your Excellencies, of you, you and your colleagues, our heads of states. The second, Your Excellency, is the private sector itself. Yes, we have talked about what the public sector should do. We have talked about what institutions should do. But what about the private sector? Because at the end of the day, trade, trade takes place between individuals and individual organizations. Therefore, we need to ensure that we bring together the, in, the key operators, whether at the small scale or large scale, to come together to build the necessary um, confidence and trust that enables them to work together, to invest together, to create those joint ventures and those um, 
various links in our value chains that will make AFCFT work. So we call on the private sector to do that. And we call on the public sector and indeed on AFCFTA Secretariat to also support and promote this bringing together of the private sector through the establishment and encouragement of those um, platforms like indeed the African uh, Business Council, like the African Manufacturer Association, and indeed other key institutions of the private sector that need to be to come together to build trust, to build confidence, and to be able to build joint investments. Lastly, Your Excellency, we also need to improve from governance and the capacity of governance. I believe that it is absolutely important, particularly that our regulators recognize and have the, recognize their responsibility, not just to serve as regulating and stopping, but also to serve as facilitators and promoters of investment, of trade, and so on. I think to do that, we need to significantly improve and extend the capacity of our regulators and indeed our government operators. And finally, our president, Anado Dankwa Kufado, had the final word on the day with his speech based on the theme for the event. Our governments and respective private sectors should work to provide opportunities for the development of women and young entrepreneurs with a view to achieving gender equality, empowering women and girls, as well as engaging youth in the productive sectors of the economy. For the private sector, especially micro, small, and medium enterprises, the time has come to take advantage of the largest single market on the planet to increase value addition, promote economies of scale, and expand your businesses. Thirdly, we shall scale up efforts to mobilize domestic resources to support our development agenda, including the productive sector. We need to broaden and diversify financial products through innovative financial mechanisms such as sovereign wealth funds, pension funds, insurance savings, private equity funds, diaspora and sovereign bonds, impact investing, green bonds, remittances, public-private partnerships. And we need to pay serious attention to and arrest illicit financial outflows out of the continent, which are estimated at about some 88 billion United States dollars annually, depriving Africa of significant resources that could be used to support a development agenda. We must urgently and collectively institute comprehensive and unambiguous tax policies to combat tax-motivated illicit financial flows, strengthen legal and law enforcement systems, and bring together national agencies to stem such flows. We need concrete measures to stop the systemic impoverishment of our continent and, take, and the theft of its resources. Finally, investment in technology and innovation. Technology and innovation are transforming industries in every sector of the global economy. 
the ability of African countries to harness and apply technology, i.e. the process of innovation, particularly through new and emerging technologies such as nanotechnologies, biotechnologies, artificial intelligence, and robotics, to transform structurally our economies and educational systems is critical to realizing these potential economic benefits. However, accessibility, affordability, and inadequate regulation and governance frameworks are still impeding the development, the development of emerging technology across the continent. It is thus imperative to build technology and trade policy convergences whilst introducing and adopting new approaches to designing converging technology and trade policy regimes. In conclusion, I would like to urge all of us here to see ourselves as champions of inter-African trade. We in Africa have demonstrated great ambition in setting up the world's largest free trade area since the establishment of the World Trade Organization in 1994. And I believe that the generation of African leaders, led by the distinguished former President of the Republic of Niger, the outstanding AFCFTA champion, His Excellency Mohamedou Isifu, who have managed to bring the AFCFTA into being, will occupy as privileged a place in the history of our continent as the, gen as the generation of pioneer leaders who established the organization of our African unity, which is now being transformed into the African Union. We must now, with great zeal and fortitude, back this great ambition with our collective action to harness fully the benefits of a liberalized single market for goods and services. This must be our solemn and moral obligation to our continent, to our children, and to future generations. We cannot afford to fail. As African nations, we must join hands with each other and work diligently to pursue this noble cause. Hopefully, this dialogue, which has brought so many critical minds together, will not be a one-day wonder, but become a permanent feature of our collective Calendar. Well, so that will be all for today's edition of the City Business Edition, where we brought you highlights from the final day of the maiden edition of the Africa Prosperity Dialogues held at Pediasi. I'm sure you learned a thing or two and are inspired about the whole after conversation, especially when the theme for the dialogues was from ambition to action, delivering prosperity through continental trade. Thank you for tuning in. Please let's connect on Twitter at mobudu. Catch you same time next week. Stay safe, stay informed, and bye bye. See all your joy, I can see the world for you.
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Benjamin Inketia here with the Friday edition of Kickoff. And Kickoff is probably brought to us by Lesheho and Shell Vivo Energy. In the headlines, Nottingham Forest signed Black Stars captain Andre Ayew. Manchester United to conduct investigation on Mason Greenwood before deciding his fate after all charges against him were dropped by the Crown Service. And then also in the NBA, there were wins for the Lakers, the Cavaliers and the New York Knicks. Now, Nottingham Forest have signed Black Stars captain Andrea Yu on a free transfer until the end of the season. The 33-year-old joins the Premier League as a free agent after terminating his contract with Qatari side Al-Sad after spending two years with the Middle Eastern club. The former Swansea and West Ham player turned down Nottingham Forest Premier League rivals Everton before the January window closed. He has been speaking following his move. Great, 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 great feeling. Stepping foot in the stadium, you know how um, big the club is, how massive it is, the fan base, what the club means to the city, so very happy to be here. What excites you most about this challenge? Well, the fact that it's a big club, the fact that the club wants, wants to stay up, the club has ambitions, and players that I know, manager I know very well, and um, it's fan base. I love, I love the stadium. Anytime I was playing... Against Forest was always difficult in here, so to be honest and say that being able to, to, to wear this shirt today is, is, is a well of pride, sorry. So you heard Andrea you there. He has just signed for Nottingham Forest. Let's move on to the full fixture list for March week 22 in the English Premier League. There's a Friday night game between Chelsea and Fulham. That game is at Stamford Bridge. And then there's also a host of games on Saturdays. Everton take on Arsenal at Goodison Park. There's Aston Villa versus Leicester City. Brentford will be up against Southampton. Brighton take on Bournemouth. Manchester United will play Crystal Palace this weekend. There's Wolves versus Liverpool. And then Newcastle will be up against West Ham United on Sunday. There's Nottingham Forest versus Leeds United. And then there's also Tottenham versus Manchester City. So that's what's going on. Uh, Tottenham, Manchester City, the top liner for the weekend. Now to the camp of Man United. And they say that they will conduct their own process before deciding on their next course of action after charges against forward Mason Greenwood were dropped. Now charges of attempted rape, controlling and coercive behavior, and one count of assault occasioning actual bodily harm against the 21-year-old England international were dropped on Thursday, a year after he was arrested. Now, the club said in a statement, and I quote, Man United knows the decision of the Crown Prosecution Service that all charges against Mason Greenwood 
have been dropped. The club will now conduct its own process before determining next steps. We will not make any further comment until that process is complete. End quote. So uh, that's what's going on with Man United and Mason Greenwood. Let's come down to some local sport and board member of Accra Heart of Oak, Frank Nelson Iwokolo, is confident that the return of their players who represented Ghana at the Chan tournament will boost the team's chances of competing for the Bet Power. Premier League title. Now, four Hearts of Oak players, including Glatting Awako, Seydou Suraj, Dennis Corsa, and Kunedu Yadon, were all in the Galaxy squad that were eliminated in the quarterfinals of the tournament. Frank Nelson says the returning players will hugely improve the team. In terms of our players rejoining the team will make a lot of difference. People like Awako, uh, people like Suraj, and I mean Suraj has been fantastic. Could you connect with Yadum and all of them? Yes, we are losing the free year, year, but that's for good. I mean, that's a very positive thing for Accra. But I think it's something we will look forward to because it will now give us that formidable team to make us look forward to what we are trying to achieve for the season. What are we trying to achieve? At every season, it is our vision, it's our opinion that we want, we want to be the best because Accra Sofok is known for being the best. So let's hope that will give us that opportunity but that does not mean that we have to look down on other teams because there are players from other teams like Edwana is there even Midyama is still a team to be reckoned because it's still behind uh, the other teams that we cannot just say we are writing them off it's the beginning of the race so let's see what it comes from but we welcome our boys back to camp Accra Heart of Folk board member Frank Nelson Iwokolo there. Let me just go through the results from a few of the games that were played yesterday. Accra Lions, they thrashed Great Olympics by three goals to nil. Karela United, they also beat Asante Kotoko by one goal to nil. And then in match week 16, um, tomorrow's round of matches, there's Tamale City is taking on Kotoku Royals on Sunday. There's Adriana Stars versus Insuachoman. Brekum Chelsea will be up against Bechem United. There's Bidani Gold Stars taking on Karela United. There's Great Olympics taking on Dreams FC. Legon Cities will be up against Kim Faisal Football Club. There's Mediama versus Samatex. RTU will be up against Accra Heart of Folk. And then there's also a Monday game between Asante Kotoko and Accra Lions. Let's finish off with some basketball from the NBA. And the Pelicans suffered yet another defeat, this time at the hands of the Dallas Mavericks. The Lakers also won on the road by a single point against the Indiana Pacers. Things got really chippy between the Grizzlies and the Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell and Dillion Brooks getting into a scuffle in that particular game. The Cavs won that game 128-113. The New York Knicks were at the Madison Square Garden when um, they won that game against the Miami Heat by a one by one possession. The Warriors lost to the Nuggets. The Bulls uh, won at home against the Hornets. And then it was Giannis and the Bucks winning by a single point against the Los Angeles Clippers. So that's how it broke down in the NBA. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lesheho and Shell Vivo Energy, the small sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.9. The City Breakfast Show. Yeah, 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 yeah
Two minutes after eight, this is the City Breakfast Show live on your dial 97.3 FM. Kickoff was brought to us by Lecheho. And Lecheho is asking if you are a private school owner and you are targeting to buy a school bus sometime this year. Why wait for later when we can support you to do it now? Come along, apply for our competitive school bus loan with com- uh, convenient payment terms. Yes, very convenient. You can call Michael on 574 1178510574 1178510574 now and let's do it together. Let's share how let's improve lives. Now, if anyone had told me that I would become a mathematician and a cartographer this year, I'd have laughed. Come and see me doing calculations and carefully mapping out routes every time I step out. Why? Because I'm thinking about money and fuel. But those days are gone. Shell has given us the way to go further and save money with Shell Fuel Save. Shell Fuel Save's triple action formula improves engine efficiency, prevents deposit buildup, and protects your engine from wear and corrosion. For extra clean, extra protection, and extra savings, giving you extra kilometers out of your drive. So switch to Shell Fuel Save today because extra kilometers go a long way. Go well. Are you an entrepreneur in the formal or informal sector between 16 and 55? Are you looking for an opportunity to fund and grow your business? Say no more. I Am Investable is here to make your dreams come true. Join the I Am Investable business initiative now and receive up to 50,000 CDs in grants. You get mentorship and support to grow your business. To participate, send a summary of 250 words. 
about your business or a two-minute video telling us why your business is viable and investable. A processing fee applies. Pitch your way to success today. Visit IamInvestable.com for more details. T's and C's apply. I am investable, empowering innovative businesses for growth. Four minutes after eight, Friday, the third of February, twenty twenty-three. Mm. Yeah, a few yeah. birthday messages. Certainly, um, let me send birthday wishes, uh, heartfelt ones to uh, Iris. I, I I used to know her as Iris Affle. Now she's Iris Asasi. Ah. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so happy birthday. Uh, like I always say every time it's, it's, it's her birthday. She's my oldest friend. I, oh. I met Iris when I was four years old or five years old, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. So she's my oldest friend, <laughs> basically. So today's her birthday. And that's a message from my husband as well. Sicho, as, uh, as I say, mm-hmm. uh, he says that uh, happy birthday to my chief of staff. Uh, she's the reason I find strength to face each day. God bless you, Iris. So, Iris is from your husband and the children. Have a wonderful day. Okay. And uh, let me send this one out to um, Suzanne Ayram Kumabwating. Belated happy birthday. You turned to the 35th yesterday. And uh, we celebrate you, wishing you all the very best in your new year. And then another one is here. Uh, let me send this one out to Holali Tumsia Ablu of Ghana Postkofoidia. It's coming in from your children, Pascaline and Pascal Ablu. Uh, may God continue to bless you with good health so that you can be uh, preparing fried rice for us. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That is their, that's their wahala. They want God to continue to bless their father with uh, good health so that uh, he will continue to prepare fried rice for them. And this one is also going out to Millicent Baba Abrokwa, who is uh, celebrating her birthday tomorrow, which is um, Saturday. And uh, mm. we're wishing her all the very best. She's one of the most ardent of listeners of 97.3 City FM. All the very best. Okay. A few more. This one says, Wish my son El Ninote Omarbo. Uh, he turns three today from his parents, Jeff and Dora Omar. This one says, Please wish my daughter, Lady Brendel Ewukubia Wuku, a happy birthday from Mr. and Mrs. Ewuku Digital. And I, I read as I see the message. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I have a final one, uh, Apostle Alexander Kwejo Owusu Ayirpe. Today's your birthday. This is from your children, DK, Alex, Junior, Portia, Ama, Kusia. They say that your tenacity and resilience in trying times has influenced uh, their development and they are glad to call you their father. He's 65. Today they call him mm-hmm. Alankash. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. <laughs> Says we cherish and love you unconditionally. So Apostle Alexander Kwejo Owusu Ayirpe, today's your birthday. Okay. And then All also right. belated happy birthday to uh, Ablode Wobuba Lumo. Um, in the Edukrom Ekiapim area. Um, mm. May the Lord God continue to bless you and may He grant you divine protection. Okay. 
This one is from Hilda Labi of the ECG office at Kwabinia. She's wishing her husband Kingsley Ohine of the GRA Accra West area. Happy birthday in advance. His birthday is tomorrow, so she's uh, covering all bases. Yep. And the final one before we move on, Cynthia Dede Kome, a belated happy birthday to you. She's at uh, the Greater Accra Regional Hospital. I hear you an ardent listener in the Love of City 97.3 FM and City TV. And this one says, uh, please wish my uh, older brother, uh, Peter Pan, a belated happy birthday. <laughs> May God bless him uh, from his sister, Amma. Um, yeah, uh, more birthday messages are here. Mm. And this one says, um, kindly wish my friend Isabella Amuzu happy birthday. It's coming in from Foster Aquino. Okay. It's uh, nine minutes after eight. And um, it, quite interestingly, the uh, gold for oil policy in the last few days, it's uh, generated very a few interesting conversations. Some people mention it in light of the fuel price. I'm sure, guys, you've noticed that the fuel mm-hmm. price has gone up. The fuel price has um, gone up. So some people are asking a few questions. Duncan Amwa, Duncan Amwa, who is executive secretary of COPEC, mm-hmm. that's the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, he has asked for clarity mm-hmm. on the deal. And he's saying so, of course, we're looking at the fact that the fuel prices have not stabilized, they've gone up. And so he wants government to explain why is it that we've brought in 40,000 tons of oil, but the fuel prices have gone up. But that was to be expected, basically, because if you look at um, how much oil we consume in this country mm-hmm. monthly, uh, 40,000 was like 12 or 13 percent. And I think if you, uh, the BOG uh, director in charge of markets, I think, Kwame Opata, uh, he spoke about this yesterday as well and said we will see the impact when the this arrangement reaches 50 percent uh-huh. uh until then uh so basically the first one was uh at the pilot stages but it does not take away from the issues that have surrounded this from day one and yesterday the cso's for instance uh came together to issue a statement that they they need some clarity around the framework um, under which we are operating this mm. uh, particular policy because although it sounds like a great policy, uh, we don't want a situation where in a year or two we are running an audit and realize that mm. there were problems. If it's a viable policy, let's see the framework that everybody can use and then we go forward with it mm-hmm. knowing that uh, we found a way to take some pressure off our foreign reserves. Because that is what this is supposed to do. The ultimate aim of this is to take away the use of our oh, foreign yes. reserves to purchase oil, you know, so and then also impact the cost, the cost, uh-huh. yes, as well. And so, the uh, yeah, Positively. so uh, I, I, I agree with those who say we need a lot more clarity mm. on this, and it has not been helped, of course, by uh, the deputy energy minister's uh, comments of the past two days uh, or yesterday, I think, Anabola Japamesa. Mm. 
where he came out now say, well, turns out there are like what there are two methods mm-hmm. that they were going with, and that is, I guess, uh, evidence of what the CSOs were saying because the way this was sold to us initially, the day it was launched, and from mm-hmm. the vice president's side, we were doing a simple butter. But now it turns out there are two options on the table, you know, so they need to just clear it up. It's a bit murky. Okay, let's, let's get to the line. Maybe we can get some more clarity this morning. We have mm. Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam. He's the Deputy Minister of Energy. And that means that this is in his ballpark. So maybe he can give us some better clarity and we can find out a few new things about the gold for oil policy. Uh, good morning, um, Dr. Adam. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning, my brother. How are you? We, we are fine, thank you. How are you doing? And many thanks for for, for joining I'm us. Quite some time. <laughs> great. Um, in the, um, first of all, can you, um, okay, let's start off with what is trending now. Whether or not we paid cash for the forty thousand tons of oil that we got. Can you clarify what exactly we did in terms of payments? How did we pay, and what did we use to make those payments? I mean, it depends on uh, how you look at it. So we have two streams of the gold for oil uh, uh, program. And right from the beginning, I mean, we knew that we were going to have these two streams. The first one is the strict butter, where you exchange uh, gold for for oil products, uh, petroleum products. And the second one is where you monetize the gold and then you use the proceeds from the sale of the gold to procure or pay for the for the petroleum uh, products. But you see, the current one we have done is by monetizing the gold. Mm. But before you can use it, the oil supplier must find you the gold buyer. Okay. So that is where the butter comes in. It isn't that you have taken the gold to the open market and then you have sold it and the money you have gotten, you then use it and go and buy petrol products. The one that supplies you the products must find you the buyer of the gold, which means that right from the beginning, if the oil supplier is not ready to take gold directly and is also not ready to find you a gold buyer who will take the gold and then pay them or give you the money through an escrow for the oil supplier to get his money, then that oil company may not be able to participate. Mm, okay, okay. So, okay. So, so when people say that we have paid fully for the cash, we have paid use cash to pay for the product. To some extent, yes, but the cash has come from the sale of the goods to a broker chosen by the supplier of the oil. I see. So, so okay. okay. So, so the oil company we are dealing with will have, to, like you're saying, they'll have to find us a buyer of the gold, and then that transaction is done, and then we... So what happens? So when, when the gold is sold, and then we use that money to buy the the uh, equivalent of, of, of a quantity of oil, is that it? Yes, because the, 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 there's supposed to be an escrow, okay? The Bank of Ghana sells the gold to the gold uh, uh, buyer. There is going to be an escrow which is open to the Bank of Ghana, the gold buyer, and the oil supplier. Because remember, no oil supplier will just supply you products without guarantee. Okay? You must show that you will be able to pay for the oil. And and many people will do that by posting instruments. Many people will provide guarantee. 
And so for an oil supplier to supply you, they must be sure that the money that is coming from the gold still, they have access to it. Okay. Okay. And so it becomes a tripartite arrangement. The Bank of Canada sells the gold. The gold buyer is selected by the oil supplier and the oil supplier. So it doesn't mean that you just sell the gold, get the money, and then you go use the money and go and look for oil and buy. That is not the way this program is, 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 is being executed. All right. Um, okay. So that's well and good. So this 40,000, this quantity yeah. we are talking about, 40,000, what exactly was brought? Was it oil or was it petrol or diesel? Uh, it was diesel, 41,000 metric tons. 41,000 uh, metric tons of diesel. Yes. At a, at a monetary value of $40.6 million. Mm. Okay, so 41,000 met, 41, metric tons of diesel was brought in. Great. I'm, I'm curious. So if, if that's the case, when should we expect, say, a consignment of fuel since they are also, or petrol, since they are also petrol users in Ghana? Well, I, I think that we, we have communicated before that. This uh, parcel or vessel that came was a test cargo. Okay. Because when you are introducing a new policy, you need to pilot. You need to learn lessons before you roll out fully. And we've communicated that openly, that this was a test cargo to enable us to test all the systems we have put in place, whether the systems will work or not, what lessons we need to learn from that. And so bringing in a cargo of 41,000 metric tons is just 10%. 10% 10% of the domestic requirement of petroleum product. 10%. Okay? okay. You don't expect 10% to uh, affect prices immediately. It is not. Because don't forget that even if we brought it in at a very low price, the 10% is going to be uh, 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 commingled, okay? If you like blended with petroleum products the OMCs have bought from other sources. I mean, expensive sources. And so if you blend using a weighted average price, your price will still be high. If at all there is any reduction, it will be marginal. And that is what we have experienced. The marginal decrease in prices only by those who have taken that 10%. You are not going to find the marginal reduction throughout the market. Okay. Only those who took the product. And some of those who took the product actually reduced their prices marginally when they took the product last week. For example, uh, Duke's Petroleum, uh, they, the market was selling at 15.25 for them. They reduced it to 14.42 per, per liter. GB Petroleum, they were selling at 15.5, but when they took the gold for oil for diesel, they reduced it to 15.10. Uh, Grid Petroleum, they were selling at 15.51. They reduced it to 14.6. And so these reductions were done before the major price uh, uh, adjustment came up uh, on the first half of February for the next window. Okay. So what it means is that all those who took the gold for oil product, because they have to blend with other products they already have bought from other expensive sources, the reduction is just going to be marginal. Mm. Uh, well took their delivery only yesterday. They took 15 million liters of diesel uh, from Boston only yesterday. And this morning, the price of diesel by, by well has declined marginally. It's gone down from uh, 15.90 uh, 
15.25. Okay. So okay. as far as we are concerned, the test we are trying to, to do and the lessons we want to learn, we are actually learning those lessons. We are seeing the impact. And so when we roll out completely and then we increase the volumes, our target is to be able to supply 50% of the market. Okay. Then you will see that the impact will be greater. Okay. Um, what about those who talk about this being, of course, this is an international transaction between the government of Ghana and an international entity. Um, let's, can you talk to me about whether or not parliamentary procedures have been respected, whether parliament is in the know, whether it gave its approval for the country to undertake such a venture? I mean, I'm surprised uh, anybody is talking about parliamentary approval. Uh, what has been buying petroleum products from international uh, oil traders? Not today. They've been buying products uh, from uh, 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 some of the international traders who are even working in Ghana. And they've been looking also for other international oil traders abroad who bring petroleum products into Ghana. I, I'm, I'm not aware anybody has ever asked us uh, to go to Parliament for Parliament to approve us. Okay? Mm. And so, why this time? Why this time? Mm. Well, there are those who say that, look, besides, the, the country's besides, natural resource is, is a yes, key part of this arrangement. So, of course, there should be buying from parliament there should be somebody checking to see if the right things are being done and if the right companies are being spoken to i'm sure you agree oh. with that assertion oh but but the same way uh, uh bank of ghana did not start the domestic gold purchase today you recall that as a result of the effect of the foreign exchange the the, the, the dollar on our economy on pricing the bank of ghana decided to buy gold in cities remember since 2019 Okay, since mm. 2019, even before the idea of gold for oil came, what were they doing with the gold they purchased? What was it meant for? Central banks keep reserves, and they keep foreign exchange reserves, they keep gold reserves, and they keep them to be able to support uh, the, the international transactions of the country. And mm. so... When they started buying the gold and selling, why didn't we talk about going to Parliament for approval? Is it because they are now applying it to oil, oil uh, purchases that they have to go to Parliament for Parliament to approve? I don't understand this. Mm. My, 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 my colleague, Godfrey Akutubo, he would like to ask yeah. you a question. A, a couple, uh, Honorable. First of all, I, 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 could you explain to us how in the entirety of this arrangement, where the cheap comes in, just so that we understand. Because I think at the bottom line of this, the ultimate aim is cheap oil, right? So where exactly does the cheap comes in in all this? I have to say this, and please don't uh, uh, take me out of context. The reason we have petroleum prices increasing all the time are two reasons. International prices of petroleum products is one. Anytime crude oil changes or international prices of petroleum products change, it affects us. Number two is the forex. Because the products are bought in U.S. dollars and the DDCs that buy will have to go looking for dollars to be able to buy uh, petroleum products into the country. Anytime there is depreciation, of our local currency, 
it also will have effect on the prices. And if you recall, over the last two days, since the prices were increased for this window, all the experts I have listened to have said that crude oil prices have not changed. And so the the change in domestic prices could not have come from changes in international prices of, of, of oil products. They've all attributed that to depreciation of the city. And so when you have depreciation, the Bank of Ghana must be concerned because they are in charge of monetary policy. And if you recall also, recently, in addressing the forex challenges, the Bank of Ghana issued measures that they were going to restrict the supply of U.S. dollars for rice import. You, you remember that? Yeah. And for construction materials and for other materials. Why did they do that? They wanted to reduce the demand, the domestic demand for forex. Because when you reduce the, de- the domestic demand for forex, then your local currency is strengthened. It is the same policy we are trying to do for oil. Just like we could do it for rice and for construction material, we also want to reduce domestic demand for dollars for oil purchases in order to show up our local currency. So that when you do that, then you are able to get stable petroleum prices. You are able to get stable Mm. rice prices. You are able to get stable construction material uh, prices. That is the policy we are pursuing. Okay. And so at the moment, the oil industry alone demands 4.8 billion U.S. dollars mm-hmm. to procure the total petroleum product requirement of our country, 350,000 metric tons, 4.8 billion dollars a year, 400 million U.S. dollars a month. Okay, so if we are able to reduce or even eventually eliminate the demand for dollars for oil purchases, you can see that the policy effect will be to strengthen our city and thereby stabilize our prices. Okay. That's exactly what we are trying to do. Okay, so, in, so in, I, I understand. So, I understand yes. the point. So um, in that regard, what, are, what do you say to those who, are, who would say, why then isn't there an interest in, say, helping out Tor a bit, wouldn't that drive it down even further, considering it is not oil you brought in, it is diesel that you brought in. That means there has been a certain process of refinement. If you helped Tor a bit, could that process not be done here, rather than purchase it from elsewhere? I think that we understand that the issue of Tor requires investment. Okay. And we have been challenged as a country over the last 20 years of getting the right investment to revive TOR. Government has been looking at how to bring TOR back into active operation. And there are discussions on the lease arrangement to allow for investment in TOR so that TOR will operate after its full capacity. But even if TOR operates after its full capacity, that will not supply uh, half of the domestic petroleum product requirement. Okay, we will still need to bring in oil products from uh, abroad. Secondly, 
I'm sure you know that government is supporting other private companies to set up refineries. And so this arrangement we are doing is not going to be there forever. In as far as we are able to increase our refinery capacity, the economics, economics will advise all those who are importing petroleum products as to where they can get price competitiveness in the purchase and sale of their products. And so we are working towards that. Okay. Very soon, one private refiner, uh, refinery will be uh, completing uh, a refinery that could do up to 40,000 uh, uh, barrels a day, and they intend to even increase it to 100,000 barrels a day. Uh, as I indicated to you, well, uh, uh, sorry, uh, 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 is being worked on. And when we are able to bring all this into operation, I mean, why will we talk about petroleum products being imported from other countries? That, that will not be, there will not be need for that. Okay. Now, in uh, another concern that has come up is, and perhaps you can also again elaborate on this, in the chain of Ghana buying, we buy the gold in cities. We are selling it. We are looking for a broker. Like you said, there are two parts of this particular arrangement. So at this moment, the buyer or, or the supplier of the oil brings somebody who buys the gold in dollars, if I got the explanation right, yes. and then gives us the diesel that we are looking for. In this arrangement, are there any extra costs to the state or these are costs that are completely taken up by the oil, the, the, the person who is supplying the oil. And by that, I mean the transportation of the gold, uh, the storage of the gold, the brokerage and selling of the gold until we actually get dollars in our escrow. There is no any extra cost to the state. So we uh, buy the gold. The gold is assayed by the precious minerals mining company. And then the gold broker takes delivery of the gold from Ghana. And they at his cost, at the gold broker's cost. Yes. They pay all the cost, the cost of transportation, everything. So there's no extra cost to Ghana. Okay. Okay. No extra cost to Ghana. Mm. All right. Okay, that's those. Those for me are uh, the only uh, questions I right. had on the matter. Uh, Doctor, I mean, just as we wrap it up, you let me take you back to you know the top of the conversation. You mentioned that this was a test run and that there were a few lessons you had learned. Can you just share a few lessons, especially in light of whether or not this, how this transaction played out, will get somebody to sell the gold on our behalf? Whether you you. Just what are the lessons you've learned and whether or not we'll see a lot more of this than the batter and all of that. Can you just share a few of the things that government has learned and how it plans to fine-tune the process going forward? Well, well uh, very soon, BOSS is going to take delivery of another cargo coming from a company which doesn't provide a gold broker, but is taking the gold directly. Mm. Very soon, they will take <laughs> delivery of a cargo from a company. I can give you the name of the company. Winvestnet. I'm sorry, I don't have your permission to mention it. But let me just mention it for the sake of the record. Winvestnet. They are ready. And they, are, they supply oil 
to many Middle Eastern countries, including Dubai, Morocco, Sudan, and they are ready to take the gold direct. In their case, they don't even need a gold broker. So what's okay. going to happen is that they will select a refinery, a gold refinery of its choice. Then the Bank of Ghana will open a gold metal account in that refinery. And then the company will also open a metal account in that refinery. And when the Bank of Ghana uh, moves the gold to its account, it can easily be transferred to the metal account of the company once the company uh, releases the oil products to Ghana. That is also happening. And we will receive a cargo through this system. But coming to the lessons, there are two key lessons we have learned. Number one, we were concerned that if the oil products are given to BOSS, and BOSS also sells to BDCs, they will not be able to pay in good time for the money to be used to refinance the gold purchases again. We were worried about that. Okay? And therefore, we said that anybody who takes that oil must pay cash or raise an LC, a 30-day LC. We were worried about it. But I can tell you that all those who have taken the gold for oil products, this test cargo, they all paid cash. All of them paid cash. With the exception of, well, yesterday, that paid cash as well as a 30-day LC. Okay? Mm. So we have confirmed that, yes, companies can actually pay for these products when they take it in cash or in LC. That is very good for us. And it, 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 it reassures us that the program will work. Therefore, the weakest point, which is what I've just explained, has been addressed. The second lesson that we have learned is that not all the OMCs that took the product reduced their price. Because 27 OMCs took the products from uh, the BDCs that bought the product. But we've seen just about 16 of them that actually reduced their prices marginally. So what this means is that MPA has to be very rigorous in ensuring that the framework that will be publishing to govern the pricing of the, the products is a strong framework. They have to ensure that they are able to monitor all those uh, OMCs that will take the product to ensure that they actually reflect in, in their form prices the, the gains that we are making from this program when they take the products from, from BOSC. Okay. Okay. And so these are the lessons that we have learned. We are going to work at, at them, you know, as we roll out fully in mm. order to ensure that consumers benefit from uh, this, this program. It is the responsibility of government to reduce hardships. And to the extent that petroleum products have always imposed enormous hardships on the people of Ghana, it should be of interest to us. But let me 
says, having explained all these things to you, this doesn't mean that prices will not change. Prices will change. Okay? What we are seeking to do is to ensure that if they were to change based on the current market conditions, under the oil for oil program, the change will be minimal. Mm. Also, what we are likely to achieve is stable prices over longer periods of time. And so, if tomorrow, instead of petroleum prices being sold at 15 per liter, because of this program, it is being sold at 13 per liter, then to a large extent, we are achieving what we intended for under this program. Mm, Doc, all right. those are the objectives we have set for ourselves. Okay. I'm, I'm sure over time we'll, we'll see how this policy plays out. But finally, can you just talk to us about procurement laws and, and how they were, you know, procurement laws and, you know, whether or not they were respected, especially in choosing the companies you were dealing with, i.e. the international oil companies and then all these companies you are dealing with in terms of the gold and all of that? Well, as far as that, that is concerned, uh, both may be able to speak on that. But for me, I, I think that uh, the market is very liberalized, okay, and therefore... Uh, when you want to procure uh, the products from international uh, oil trading uh, companies, the, the procurement practices are, are, are already known, and BOSS certainly uh, has used those uh, uh, processes. Mm-hmm. But they will be able to speak in detail on this. Okay, that's my, 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 my just something, honorable, just something I must just uh, uh, clear off the table. Back to the question on the cost. You are saying the company is taking this at no cost even though we are so what is what at what price are we selling the gold if i might ask are you able to share that information well it's based on the lbm price of gold lbm london a bloomberg lbm price of uh, of london mm. quoted, london quotation that's what is used and the dealer we and are using you are telling us you're confirming yes. on city 97.3 fm that yes. this company or this business is basically willing to do this at its own cost. I can tell you that if you want to go and speak to Bank of Ghana, whilst we are selling it to them at the correct market price, I hope you can understand the bit of a doubt in there. Well, well, it it depends on the negotiation. If Bank of Ghana has negotiated, what they have done for the gold to be taken at no cost, (laughs) is there any problem with that? Um, just that I, f- I found it particularly interesting that yeah, somebody is willing to take that extra cost for something yeah, that depends, he has yeah, paid in full for. It depends on the negotiation. It depends on the negotiation. So we should clap for the Bank of Ghana to have negotiated a good deal. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so, so much um, for your mm. time. Uh, that was uh, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, his Deputy Minister uh, of Energy, giving some clarity... I don't know whether it's helped, but yes, he's he's taking time off to talk a bit about the gold for oil. He's explained a few things. Yeah. I think we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out. You see, you know, because I asked him something about you know this the forty thousand. He said this one was the monetization track. Then he said, with the next one, or they are already dealing with a company that's willing to do the direct barter. Mm. You know, so okay. I, I don't know. It, 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 <laughs> I, you see, um, 
Look, first of all, I, I think that there's no doubt that governments must take decisions that positively impact the pockets of their That's citizens. Um, and so if this policy is indeed directed at ensuring that Ghanaians get some pressure off their pockets when they go to the pump, then it will be a laudable idea. But in doing that, it is important that we clear doubts as to what exactly the policy is about. Who are the people involved in it? The circumstances under which they are or they were engaged and how we are ensuring accountability. Because, you see, you asked him a question regarding the international nature of the transaction yes. and whether within the framework of our constitution there is a respect for the provision Article 1815. And he says that, well, the Bank of Ghana has been buying gold um, since uh, whatever, and that, you know, and the boss has also been buying oil, and therefore uh, he doesn't see the need really, in essence, um, for Parliament to get involved. And I am somewhat, you know, baffled by that position. And And I believe that the folks who are insisting that Parliament has got to get involved, you know, some more, to a large extent for me, have a point. Because if you, if you look at with the, uh, what do you call it? You look at the provision and the language of Article 181 of the Constitution and how it's been interpreted in cases such as the Balkan energy case and, and, and some other cases prosecuted by, by, um, Martin Amidu. It would seem to me that this indeed is an international transaction of some kind, uh, with the greatest respect, and, and this is my understanding of, 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 of the law, that to the extent that we, the government and people of Ghana, are engaging you know, an international institution to supply us with oil, Bank of Ghana buys the gold, and then the gold is sold to a third party, which third party supplies some cash, which cash is then used on one stream of the, the, the agreement to pay for the gold. In another case, there's the direct butter, which then brings in the oil. And all these terms are being discussed in a way by government officials without the people's representative, the parliament of the Republic of Ghana, looking at the terms of the contract and saying that, okay, we are happy about this. Because ultimately... When the things go south, it is we, the people of Ghana, who will be held, you know, responsible, who will be asked to pay for the decisions that have been made at, at the policy level, at the political level, at the executive level. So I am a bit troubled that the view is that parliamentary involvement is, is not exactly necessary in this particular matter i mm. i i i mean i i i i i am alarmed at because is that, is that yeah because you, you know for? people are saying all kinds of things the matter hasn't come up for serious scrutiny by the house to say that oh we agree with the terms and the conditions so i, I am troubled that that is the stance taken by the government and and honestly i want to see the attorney general's opinion on this particular matter, if there is one. Because ordinarily, he, as the, the, the lawyer for, for the government and the state for that matter, 
his views would have been sought on this matter. He would have prepared a brief uh, and, and, and response to the appropriate institution okay. on the matter. So it is important that we see the AG's views as to what the justification is for the lack of parliamentary engagement on this particular matter. You want okay. to do an interview? Yes, yes, yes. We have um, Alex Mode. Alex Mode is former boss of GMPC and MPA. So he quite understands this space. I, I believe he has a few uh, queries. He's been asking questions. Yeah, he, he asking questions. Time, so, so. so let's get to that. Mr. Mode, thank you so, so much for, for joining us. Uh, I believe you have... His questions have been answered. Yes. And I believe you may have a few questions uh, or a response to what Dr. Mohammed Amin Adam was, was telling all of us. Yes, um, I, I was I was amazed at how he brought in National Petroleum Corporation to police the price of petrol for mm. a deal that is done by two private uh, sector players. I mean, Goyle is a private sector player, and Go Energy is a private sector player. So if if, if a BDC is selling to an OMC, I, I don't see how NPA is going to intervene in the price. The pro- the bottom line is that if and if it is true that they are bringing the product in, they should sell it to one or two oil marketing companies so that we see the price over there. Because if the oil marketing companies are buying uh, one 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 tank one one uh, truckload of of products from um, uh, Go Energy, and then the next truckload they are buying it from another BDC, they cannot price their product based on the lower one. They will never do that. They will price it based on either the mix or the upper one. So we are not going to see any price uh, decrease. Okay. The, the only thing I can say is that one of the problems we have in the price build-up is we use a forward rate. Okay, The forward rate they are using the price build-up today is, is, is between $13 and $14. 14 CDs per dollar. Okay. That is the price they are using on the price build-up. The price that Go Energy or the government is using in this uh, oil import they are doing. I don't want to call it gold for oil. I'll just call it oil import that government has has engaged in. Is based on some interbank rate that Bank of Ghana releases. That interbank rate, it has nothing to do with the bank. It is Bank of Ghana's reference rate. And that rate was 11 point something. So okay. if somebody is using 11 and another person is using close to 14, that you should see a significant, and I'm saying significant, price drop. Because 11 and 14 is close, is between 2.5 and 3 dollars, uh, 3 CDs per liter. Mm. And the foreign component part of the price we see is close to 0.7 to 0.8 of a dollar. So if you're using three CDs, at least we, we should be we should be seeing a drop of about two CDs in the price. We did not see two CDs in the price. Mm. This is arithmetic. So somebody is lying here. Somebody is making money using government apparatus. And this is where you guys should focus. Somebody, some people are making money on this deal, making sure that they have captured Bank of Ghana's foreign exchange and using it specifically for their gain. It, we, the consumers, are not gaining from this, and we will not gain from this. They will give us pocket change, mm. and, 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 and they will bring all uh, their people to talk about it. It is not going to happen. Guys, shine your eyes. 
some people are making money in this, and that is the whole scheme for this uh, oil import. They want to enter the oil import market. It is simple. On the gold side, they want to enter the gold export market so they can make money. People are going to uh, people who are licensed to do these things are not are not happy because they've been eliminated. They could be given the same advantage that Bank of Ghana is giving these uh, uh, players using the government apparatus okay. to make money. Everybody can be buying the oil, the, the foreign exchange, at 11, if Bank of Ghana wants to do that. There is no new gold money coming into the country. Gold is already being sold, and the money goes to Bank of Ghana. When, when small-scale miners and community miners sell their gold, all that gold revenue, all the dollars from the Bank of Ghana, the only one Bank of Ghana doesn't see is the one that is smuggled. Mm. All right, Mr. Mode, you, you are making a point that, you know, some people were benefiting from it. If I heard Dr. Uh, Amin's explanation and, you know, he was saying that, okay, it, it sounded pretty straightforward. We have gold. We want oil. We speak to a company. The company says, I'll get you somebody. I'll get you a gold broker. We saw that bit out and then we get uh, our oil products. Can you just explain how and why you feel that somebody could be benefiting from this process, which looks fairly straightforward at face value? Please, 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 please. It is a zero-sum game. The amount of dollars we are getting from gold in this country, Ghana, is the same. It's not mm. increasing. The only okay. way we will increase our, our dollars from gold is if we increase our production, one, two, if uh, 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 the price of gold uh, goes up, those are the only ways we'll get more money from gold. Okay. The amount of the, the ounces of gold Ghana sells, the portion that is sold by the small-scale miners is fixed. We all know what it is. That money already comes through Bank of Ghana. Okay. So there is no new additional do uh, coming uh, dollars coming in. What is going to happen is that those dollars that used to come in, that were allocated to the BBCs, now it is going to be curtailed. They are now allocating it to their preferred BDC. That's what I'm saying. Follow the money. Okay. If you follow the money, you will find out that. And talk to the BDCs. Talk to the people who are supplying products into the country. Now you have Litasco, a Russian-based company or owned company or controlled company, bringing Russian gas oil into our country. And we are going to the IMF, American-controlled IMF, that has sanctioned Russian products going to countries. Don't you think that there's going to be a ripple effect? Are, are these our people thinking at all? I do not understand what is going on in this country. Okay, okay. Fair point. Thank you so, so much for your time. That was um, Alex Mode. He's a former boss of GNPC and the NPA. And just like all of us, he has questions. And uh, <laughs> he's see, put those questions on the table. You see, it is because of questions like and those that you have asked, mm -hmm. and those that I'm raising, mm -hmm. that's why Parliament has got to be involved. Because as we speak, when you ask the Deputy Minister, or is he a minister now? Yes. Okay, full minister, right? Deputy. He's Deputy, Deputy, Deputy minister. minister, yes. He did not say categorically whether the procurement laws of our country have been respected. Yeah, he said he, he needed to speak to boss. Uh, uh, yeah, boss should answer those questions. These are questions that have got to be asked. The people who are parties to the contract. First of all, who are the parties to the contract? Is it BOST? Is it BOG? Acting for and on behalf of the good people of Ghana. Is it the BOG, the Bank of Ghana? Well, it does look like a BOG because he says we should congratulate the BOG for negotiating 
a good deal. No, somebody see, will take up all it, these ancillary yeah, you costs. You see, you you may negotiate a deal, but not be a party, party to, to it. it. Okay. So, who are the parties to the contract? Of course, we do know that some names have been given as to the folks bringing in the oil, but strictly speaking, who are the parties to the contract? And again, we are talking about uh, what do you call it? Identification of the people. How were they identified? Is it sole sourcing? Was there competitive bidding? You know, these are important, very weighty matters that have got to be discussed openly. Now, they are hedging... You mean the bias of the gold? Yes, including the bias of the... We need to... Because, look, at the end of the day, we are using the resources of this country. And for good reason, the Constitution commits our mineral resources into the hands of the President that he is the person to manage it. We are saying that because we are gold rich, we want to use the gold, the Bank of Ghana will buy it, and we will use that to, to, if you like, impact the cost of oil at the pump so that citizens can go and get cheaper, you know, fuel to buy at the pump. That is good if it is done with due, you know, recognition of the position of the law. And I am saying that, first of all, there has got to be clarity as to whether or not indeed the procurement processes have been properly followed. And then secondly, I find it weird or quite interesting or alarming that the view is that because, you know, we have been buying gold in this country for far too long now and then also because boss has always been in the purchase of uh, what you call it, crude oil or, you know, finished products, perhaps we do not need parliamentary, you know, involvement. I think there are problems I see with the transaction as it is. There has got to be further clarity, and I believe that at some point we have got to ask questions in Parliament as to how this came to be and, and, and why there would seem to be an attempt to sideline Parliament entirely in this matter. Because when the shit... Forgive me. <laughs> well, yeah, forgive me. When, when, when it it's all goes south, when it goes south, it's a Friday. <laughs> anyway, well, let me give you some messages, Nathan. Yeah. I can confidently tell you we have another scandal on our hands with this gold for oil deal. Kusiakwa from Sakumono. Uh, good morning, City. This Adelaide from Kuntun says, So the government is aware Tony's investment to make it functional, but they have decided against investing and they are rather committing resources to a cathedral. Uh, two questions on Ghana's economy. One, you are pushing through DDE, that's a debt, uh, domestic debt exchange, at interest rates below 15%. But at the same time, you are issuing two bills at 30%. Why should I exchange? Two, gold for oil. You sell gold and receive dollars. They use the dollars to support oil purchase. Now, you are not selling your gold, so no receipt of dollars, but butter it for oil. What is the difference? This one says, this gold for oil is just an explanation of how lazy we are as a country. Too many natural resources, and we can't sit down to process and use it for our own good. Grammar is different from plain sense, and from the look of things, people want to be out there talking without working to make the greatest impact on our country. This person is just not happy uh, this morning. Uh, Let me take a couple more messages. It says, I express my concerns about the oil for gold program. The reason for my concern is the government's questionable track record, which has eroded my trust. Could it be that some individuals in the government are seeking to acquire gold in exchange for illicit funds? This suspicion is fueled by the recent controversy surrounding the Deputy Minister of Energy. 
and his revelation that we use dollars for the recent exchange. Additionally, the ongoing issue with Ejapa royalties adds to my worry. Small-scale miners have reported possible losses due to the Oil for Gold program, which adds to my apprehensions. This is Stephen Mensah from Adenta. Why is it the case that it's the supplier of the oil that must find us the buyer of the gold? Is it the case that we don't know those that buy gold and that it's only oil suppliers we know? And it's only oil suppliers who know them? If... Uh, what if the gold buyer that the oil supplier finds us is lowering lower is offering lower gold price yeah. compared to the world market price? This thing is highly highly fishy. Which is the question I was asking about how this company is taking this up at their own cost, cost yes. because storage and transportation is significant mm-hmm. cost in yeah. this, and they are not willing to pass the cost on. Yeah. Then the assumption is either they are buying the gold at a cheaper price. Yes. Or there's something fishy yeah. going on because it does not make business it's sense. At all. We would want to congratulate the BOG, like he's saying, but from a purely international business yeah. thinking yeah. of how they operate, it's it weird. Would be very strange it's for strange it, yeah, that somebody is taking gold from you at no cost to you, you know, and it's your gold. Yeah. He's just and buying do, and do all these things. Find a broker. That kind of thing. Is it for that person? I don't know. Well, I anyway, don't know. Look, so, uh, praise from him. That, that, for me, that's the headache. If this is a pilot of the policy, why so much noise from the politicians as if our fuel hike issues are over? No. Instead of solving the exchange rate issues, government is scratching the surface. Good morning, Nathan and team listening to the minister on the oil, on the gold for oil deal. Is this not a case of excess supply over demand, in which case the buyer decides what to pay for our gold? Are we not being exchanged? This is Lomo Ajokache mm. from Spintex. So, um, a few people have questions. Um, we've tried, well, we've tried our past this morning. Hope <laughs> he's answered, uh, what do you think they are doing? The government have explained what they think they are doing. So, mm. we'll wait and see. <laughs> you don't want to do this. You see, this thing smells of all kinds of things. Oh yeah, and 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 that's why we are insisting that look, there has got to be clarity, because you don't want someone hiding somewhere, making money in the name of the good people of Ghana. You understand? Yes. If you want to positively affect the the pockets of Ghanaians, it's a great thing, but in doing that, you cannot create a semblance of, of of opaqueness around this transaction. Of course, they come and tell you all kinds of things that, oh, this person is doing that, this person is doing that. <laughs> but if we do not get to the cracks of the matter, because as Godfrey is saying, I mean, you cannot be Father Christmas and say, oh, you are taking gold and then you are doing all of these things, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's at your own cost and, 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 and everybody should be happy about it. <laughs> he but, just, he just mean, took... 20,000 ounces of gold at no cost. I mean, on, <laughs> see, <laughs> oh. it's okay, it's okay, it's Friday. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Send in your comments on 0549-986-996. Now, if you're planning your next adventure, remember that it's not just the destination, it's how you get there. And one of the best bits about holidays is the food. So, wouldn't it be great if you could get a taste of your destination before you even arrived? On Emirates, you can dine on gourmet meals inspired by regional cuisine. And what better way to toast the start of your holiday than with your choice of free-flowing drinks. And expect world-class service from Emirates. So wherever you decide to fly, fly better on Emirates and you get so much more in Emirates economy. Find more at Emirates.com. Provident Insurance is 40 years. Hooray! And they welcome you to a new year, they say, between now and the end of March 
renew your car insurance or buy a policy or motor insurance policy from them and get free gifts such as fuel coupons and several and other branded Provident souvenirs. Rush for your insurance cover now. T's and C's apply. Remember with Provident Man, you are covered. You're still listening to the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we have more for you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. When I read, I you need to spell that in great When I read, abomination. When I Philosophy, Sony, Intermarry Culture, Zinc Fires. When I read, I know. When I read, I go. When I read, I know. When I read, I go. 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 When be young, be smart, be an architect of words. Build them all together, right? Read, write, read, often read anytime you can. Be a word, may weather, job. You need to learn, burn the beat, might kindle. So when they hit you with words, you don't fumble. You want to be a spelling bee, then commit to memory. More vocabulary, be a walking dictionary. Let's try Welcome back. Word. This is still the City Breakfast Show. You can send in your comments on 0549-986-996. I-C-A-M-A, so you see book is bait. On Saturday, February 4, 2023, something very interesting will happen. Of course, it will be on City TV. 104 people have spelled their way to a grand final. And at the end, there will only be one. So it's the final of the Spelling Bee 2023 edition. So we have uh, Eugenia she mentioned in the studio with us to talk about the event. Whenever we mention spelling bee, she's she's like she's spelling bee and spelling bee is Eugenia Tishimensi. <laughs> good morning, Eugenia. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm good. It's good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Eugenia. <laughs> Great. Let's look, it's 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 a year already. Yeah, it is. I can remember last year's year. edition yes, and we are I, here I for another final. Time flies. Yes, time time does fly, especially when you are doing fun stuff. Yes. <laughs> so is that sadly or I don't, I don't even know. But just just run us through how all of it has come together from the beginning yeah. till now that we have a final for 2023. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, um Nathan. So Typically, we get asked, you know, how is it that we're just starting the year and you're already having <laughs> your finals? Yeah. And that's because the spelling bee runs like, uh, if you consider it to be an academic year. So it spills over, it starts the year before and then it spills mm-hmm. over. So we started about March of last year, about 500 uh, student hopefuls. And then uh, we go through four stages, which is the preliminaries, the quarters, the semis, and we're at the final. So at every stage, they, we take them through some grooming, some training on uh, basically spelling techniques and then assess them. And as we go along, <clears throat> excuse me, as we go along, we lose those who may not be too strong um, uh, all the way. And mm. so now we have the 104 finalists. 104. Yes. That's an interesting number to have in a final. Yes, is it? Isn't it? <laughs> from, from, I mean, because of, I mean, my. It's an even number though. 
it is, <laughs> but you know, usually because of maybe because of sports, yeah. you, you deal with smaller numbers, yes, 32, yeah, then you have yes, two, but yes. 104. But it's normally like 32 teams, isn't yes. it? But if you count the people in the teams. Well, well, well <laughs> if you look at it that way, great. So, so, so it started in, in March 2022, like yes. you're saying, you had over 500 hopefuls yes. between 6 and 13. Yes, ages and, 6 and 13. And, and when they are here. Yes. Um, where is this final taking place? So it's um, it's happening tomorrow. It will be. It, it, it we tend to manage our numbers, so it's not the kind of um, sport, if we may call it, so, where people are invited mm-hmm. to uh, attend. Mm-hmm. So we we tend to encourage everyone to watch it um, on TV. It's actually best that way. Where if you're you know getting upset or you're about to break down <laughs> or you embarrass yourself because a, a, a seven year old spells a word you had never heard you know you're in the comfort of your home so it will be on uh, City TV as you say mm-hmm. um, and it will also be on uh, City Tube uh, from two p.m. Mm. Uh, tomorrow. I see. Yes. I see. Last year's winner, uh, Nadim Dakon, sorry, is, is back. How is this? Because I thought defending champions win exit and they don't come is back. Is this sports analogy? <laughs> you're Except talking to a sports, cup, yeah. Right? You're talking to a sports novice. So, but I get the, I get the, um, parallels. Mm-hmm. And, well, she's coming back because, so typically, even Nadum, before she won last year, was, um, a three time returnee, if we call it, we call them returning spellers. This is because experience is what pulls the spellers um, through to, as it were, improve upon themselves. So, Nadu won't be the first who has, uh, who won on her third attempt. So did her brother in 2019. So did Ifwansa in 2016. Uh, so the Darren Saki in 2010. That was her second attempt. So it's something we tend to encourage um, uh, spellers to do. Okay. What is unique about Nadu's story is that this will be the first time that we've had a the quote-unquote defending champion. I'm trying to use your terms. <laughs> defending champion wanting to come back. Okay. Um, because typically in the past, all our winners have been on the borderline of the age eligibility. Uh-huh. So they're either 13 or 14 and can't come back. But Nadam started uh, this competition when she was six. She won when she was 10, 11. And so as we speak, she's okay. 11 years to 10, okay. 12. The, so, the, the so, she's age, still, so she's still, still very age eligible. And class, very age and class eligible. And to add to that, just uh, last year was when we started sending not one, but three finalists to the U.S. So mm. we know that, and we, in speaking to her, we know that um, the point for her is not to necessarily win the cup, but she, her goal is to go back to the U.S. and... Outperform herself, her last performance wow. from last year. Yes. Wait, let's talk about some of the new. Um, m- you have more awards now, so this time yes. it's not only the person who wins that gets yes. awarded. Yes. What are some of these other awards? You so, mentioned? so again, we were able to do this because the program has grown in capacity and also in outlook generally. Um, this year, for example, we had to, which is a first, another first for us, we had to split the country in two, as it were, and then, you know, bring all those south to the middle to the south, and then from the middle towards the north to the middle. So we had a, an Accra group and then a Kumasi group, for mm-hmm. example. And we realized that the strengths, while some of them were um, similar across the two groups, some were also quite unique to the groups. Um, and so we started creating awards for that because you want to also look at equity, don't you? You know, those in, let's say, the Kumasi group have their own unique challenges, but are being uh, offered the same 
resources as those who may not have the same challenges they have. And so you're looking at equity. So we came up with enough awards that will reward their schools, their teachers, and we have some awards this year for parents as well. I see. For also for uh, spellers who have you keep coming back because it takes a lot to one. You know, you and I probably will spell the once and once we don't get it, well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But you know, we have our spell and it's, it's, we want, we want to encourage, especially our spellers to be, um, not to shy away from these, uh, what do you call it? Character traits that ordinarily people will tease you mm-hmm. with. Because it builds your resilience. Yeah. It speaks to your, it, it builds your character, yeah, you know. Um, and so we're going to be awarding and also the parents who keep, I mean, for a speller who comes four times, sometimes I look at the parent and think, what? This, 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 is this is a journey you're also, you know, you've also done yeah. it four times or five times yeah. in certain spelling you cases. Encouraging them you have to, the yes, time. you yeah. come, it doesn't work, or maybe you'll, you'll go again. Some parents, when we have conversations with them, we tell them that try and manage the expectations. So the first year you come in, the goal is not to win. The goal is to have experience. Enjoy yourself the second year to do better than you did the year before. That way, and the next thing you know, you've won. So even for them, they're psyching themselves up as well. Mm. So we, this year, are acknowledging a lot more. I think we've created eight more um, award categories that are going to be giving out. Nobody knows who's, who's is going to. <laughs> we'll, we'll announce it tomorrow. Yes. Great. You, you talked about the the regional split. Can I just give us some detail as to who's coming from where and the kind of representation you have just generally? So the representation um, is fairly balanced. We wish it was better. But, you know, our program is opt-in. So um, all we can do is to ask, um, you know, go with your support, media houses, we ask schools to enroll, as well as uh, parents as well, mm-hmm. you know. And so with that, I think uh, for the Kumasi group, we had Obwase this year, we had Kenyase, um, uh, we had a Trifo Himain, maybe, that is in the central region, mm-hmm. though. That's a very Akan name, it's not dawning on me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> the upper name. part yes, of the central yes, region. Yes, 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 so... Um, we, we had that as well for the Kumasi group and the Kumasi group, uh, they, they arrived in town, uh, yesterday and actually, uh, let me go ahead and give a shout out to the Deccan Center who are hosting them today, uh, at their photo, uh, uh, gallery and exhibition okay. as well. So we have, the, we have those ones. And then for the Accra group, we have obviously Accra and Tema. We have, uh, someone from the central region. Uh, and someone, and if, if a couple from the eastern region. So altogether, the 104 are kind of, as I say, evenly spread. We mm-hmm. hope that we're going to get to a point where every city, mm-hmm. they're about from eight cities, so every city, major city we can think of, we have, yes, we have spellers I represented. I see. I, I, I'm sure when you, like you say, you wish you had more people. Like, I don't know, maybe, I'm sure you dig in to find out why you're not getting spellers from certain parts of the country. Oh, yes. I mean, it's, uh, so we've gotten a plethora of reasons, but the common one tends to be that people uh, assume we've got to actually come to them physically to say, can you uh, enroll? Ah. When we're saying, just call the number or go online, they think, oh no, they still will come. That's what we've been picking. And so, for example, in Asante region, we worked with the Otunfo Seretutu Foundation, the second Otunfo Seretutu, the second (laughs) foundation, who can hit the ground in certain cases to get uh, people to participate in it. So, it's a it's a case of uh, 
communication and understanding, okay. and we believe we'll get there. Okay. Yes. So, so the final is happening tomorrow. What should people expect? Well, Those who will watch, <laughs> what should they expect? Maybe somebody's never seen the final. Yes, yes. What are they going to see? Well, what I can tell them what they won't see. <laughs> what you're not going to see is um, spellers who've committed words to memory and uh, are regurgitating it. I that see. is not how the spelling yeah. bee works because we've taken our spellers through the, the mathematics, mathematics. thank you yes. i used to say the science <laughs> there's a science to spelling but i like that the mathematics yeah. of spelling is going to be a hashtag <laughs> <laughs> so yes we take them through you know the rudiments and therefore mm -hmm. the maths of spelling because you've got to add the origin of the word to the sound you're hearing to produce the letter yeah. See, I just tied that in for you. <laughs> so, so that's what you're going to see. And what you're also going to see is a lot of critical thinking. And you're going to see children who are young, basically. I think the youngest is a seven-year-old and the oldest is a 13-year-old. You're going to see children that young apply critical thinking skills. If we want to look at it as parents and adults. Mm -hmm. But if you are a word nerd, mm -hmm. you're going to be seeing a lot of words being bandied about <laughs> and wondering... Why I've never used such words or, oh, that's what that has always meant. But how these children are able to apply these techniques and what it speaks to the fact that our children are so much capable of this and many more. If we continue to give them these uh, platforms to um, excel, as it were. I see. Yes. Um, who are those sponsoring you, your partners, the people who have joined you to, yes. to make this possible yes so um so host of them they're the regulars and i've got a few new ones i'll start with the city group it's always been uh you giving us all the support there's also bnft who's a newspaper who who also have always given us the support which has helped in the reach that we have. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, Indomie is our <clears throat> excuse me, title sponsor. The U.S. Embassy is also a partner, as well as the Rufus Green Parks, DSTV, Goyle, um, Ashesi uh, University. <laughs> Ashesi has a... I'm, I'm sure people are wondering, why is Ashesi in there when it's a program for... Uh, six, six, seven, six, seven, year olds. So that tells you how forward-thinking they are. Uh, we have, uh, I think... Uh, E-Transact joined us this year, and so that's a good one. Uh, Kellogg's also joined us this year, yeah, so that's a good one. Yes, they, are you sure it's just kids? Are you sure you don't <laughs> <Some adults. laughs> Or the kids and adults love it. <laughs> yes. Um, and yes, yeah, so or, or all these partners have actually helped to make this program. We're in our 16th, going on to our wow. 17th year. Wow, um, we're almost an adult. And yes, we're almost uh, <laughs> a legal age to is it drink or drive? Which one is 21? I think it must be... No, drive. It is younger because if you are 18... Yeah, if you're 18, you can drive, you can drink. No. No, you can't. So like 21. 21. Yeah, so we, we can't drink yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we, we would like to really thank all of our partners and our, and, and our um, sponsors who mm. continue to support this okay. program in the face of any adversity that we face. Mm, great. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Eugenia Tishi Benson joined us. And it's happening tomorrow. So tune into City TV. You can also watch on City Tube if you don't have a TV and follow it live. It's the final of uh, the 2023 Spelling Bee competition. Eugenia, it's always fun chatting with you and I wish Same you the very here. best. Same here. We can't wait for you to come and play your role as a <laughs> pronouncer. You didn't want to say that, but I'm throwing that in. <laughs> all right. All the best with the event. Thanks. Three. 
I'm in dormitory, I'm a spelling B. I'm in dormitory, no not defeat. When I fail, I will try, try, try till I win. Be young, be smart, be an architect of words. Build them all together, right? Read, write, read, often read anytime you can. Be a word made weather. Ja, you need to learn, learn to beat my 918. This is still the CT Breakfast Show. Fumble. Your comments are welcome on the number 0549-986-996. But tomorrow, if you get the chance, watch the final of the spelling bee. You will be absolutely blown away. You ask yourself, ah, wait, such words exist? And what is even more intriguing is the spelling when you hear how it's spelled and you try and match it to what you hear. You probably discover that it's not really an exact science. That it takes a lot of skill and proper understanding to break a word down and nail it in terms of the spelling. Think on your feet is the gathering of champions. The ambience is calm. The whole place is seated. You're cold to the stone. I'm so heavy. You're but a heritage caravan is officially sold out. Remember, March is our heritage month on City 97.3. So we do a number of wonderful things. When I read, I we go back to what is Ghanaian. We talk about what is Ghanaian. We enjoy what is Ghanaian in in its totality, really. So we talk about Ghanaian history. There are some people who don't know a lot about this country. A lot of some of the things we know about this country are the things they write in the social studies textbooks or in the history books. But there are so many layers to this country you may not know. That's why the Heritage Month exists, to help you enjoy Ghana at different levels. Now, one of the things we do is the Heritage Caravan. And 2023's edition is happening from March 4 to March 11. This is what we are going to do. If you pay, then you have your spot. Wonderful. Start getting your things ready. All the things you want to take with you to go have fun. Your iPads, your boomboxes, your power banks, chargers, clothes, everything. Just pack them because we are going on a trip of a lifetime. We'll go through 13 regions. We'll have an incredible experience. We'll visit places of historical value. And we'll have fun-filled days. And uh, we'll enjoy ourselves. So it's happening between March 4 and March 11. And um, that's that. It will be a f- um, it will be great moments of fun, education, information, wonderful memories, great bonding moments on the Heritage Caravan 2023. Okay? Inspired by City TV in partnership with the Ghana Tourism Authority with support from City FM, and is proudly sponsored by Holland Ghana, so insurance cover, the European Union, Malta Guinness, Ebony Condoms, Girl Company Limited, National Lottery Authority, and Vaultic Mineral Water. Talent, 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 You know magazine. Magazine. <laughs> magazine. The chief orator <laughs> of parliament. Talent. The honorable Osei Chebesabush. No, today be in birthday. He is the member of parliament for the Stormer constituency. Currently, he is the only absolute leader when it comes to, you know, <laughs> you know, being the longest serving member of parliament in the house because Bagni has moved on. Ah, okay. So he is the longest serving member of parliament presently in the house. And uh, he's celebrating his birthday today. Yes. He's also the minister for parliamentary affairs. Yes. 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 Will he be there? That's a different day. That's a different day. But today, 
Yes, the leader. Yes, the leader. Yes, the leader. We celebrate him. We celebrate him. All right, so what was that, Mr. Bosu? Now he is not celebrating alone. It's the keeper of our oceans. <laughs> the keeper of the keys. <laughs> the new our oceans. <laughs> the one who can lock and unlock the ocean. I say, when she wills it. <laughs> oh, the honorable. Ganda, 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 ganda. <laughs> the, <laughs> the woman who led initiatives. Thank you. <laughs> in this town. Yes, Samesis previous boss. There's a baby. Where is our cousin? Fish trees and aqua Thank you. I tell you. The fish finish for the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Where will they look for? <laughs> we are suffering with fishes, but today's your birthday, so no problem. We are just telling you. Somebody yeah. lucky on the lucky of the sea. <laughs> Somebody is describing as the ocean mistress. <laughs> the ocean mistress. I'm going to have ocean master. <laughs> the ocean mistress. <laughs> Tell me about the key right there. Tell me. I'm your birthday. I'm going to say, please show us where the key is. <laughs> you want to see that key? The one she's been using to open and close. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. That's very popular right. member of parliament yeah. uh, for the Kaswa uh, side. Uh, I've been seeing she's been giving a lot of football jerseys in the area, so I see a lot of maybe some of see jerseys in that part of town. But challenges is no me and Kaka. So happy birthday to, <laughs> to these two parliamentarians. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, <laughs> Yeah, the one that you do, we want this. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but remember that when you fly on Emirates, you get great service from the uh, award-winning cabin crew. Now they also serve you great food because, see, if you are traveling to a place, you want to experience a bit of it before you get there. So Emirates is serving you all kinds of wonderful meals on their flights. So wherever you decide to fly, fly better on Emirates, and you get so much more in Emirates economy. Find out more at Emirates.com. This the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very, very quick break. When we come back, we have something exciting to share with you. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Your messages are welcome on 0549-986-996. Like I said before the break, March is our heritage month. So we go back to all things Ghana. All things Ghana. We'll travel around. We see this lovely country in ways you may have never envisaged. We get to experience the Ghana story. We'll talk about this country. The great people is produced. Great culture. Great music. And food. That is why the Back to Your Village Food Bazaar is happening in the month of March. And Samens has joined us to tell us a lot more about Back to Your Village Food Bazaar. Samens, welcome. Good morning. (laughs) 
But I need, uh, you know, something has been baffling me uh, for, mm-hmm. for years. Hey. And I, I, I need your help. But if you are baffled, <laughs> that would be okay. No, no, no. no, 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 if, no if you read more than I do. <laughs> it's not true. So <laughs> I, I, I need your help. And listeners, please help me. Please. What are the health benefits of apophy? <laughs> I want to the know health the health benefits. benefits. Oh, happiness. Oh, my happiness. Yes, I know you put it in the zoo. Like, mm. No, but I mean, why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> have you seen a puffy somewhere? <laughs> no, but I, I've been wondering. <laughs> you know, a hammy. Hey, you wondering why, why we have so much joy <laughs> eating a puffy? But somebody's not. Start what about the people who have been using the antelope or deer something, something, something for the soup? <laughs> what is the health benefit of that one? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you see like? You see because you like that one. No, no, you like that one. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> No, you mean you are talking about? Don't say, do You mean are you being quiet? I know what's that weekend. Are you being quiet? I know what's that weekend. Oh, David. What is the health benefit of that? No, no, that one I don't know. But that poor thing, you see, when we kids, no, they used to give you a poor thing that thing, and and it's like they are doing you a favor. This is like a see. What? A puffy happiness, <laughs> joy, and happiness. Hey, somebody says that it builds your tongue muscles <laughs> and activates the curiosity zones of your mind. I'll be coming late, but you are not serious this morning. Where, where is this? Tell it a puffy, pa. We are still eating a puffy. Why? Uh, some people like it. Yeah, but why? <laughs> Of all the things that I've eaten, that one, I'm I'm there, I still don't have any justification. But you enjoyed it? No, I didn't. Oh, uh... I ate it under duress. Even <laughs> <laughs> trying to extract that small thing from inside. Ah, why? Please, let's stop eating a puffy. And let's, and let's start eating a coconut. <laughs> Please, what's the English name I'm for I'm trying Akokuno? to find that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Akokuno. Hey, what that is that? Virginia. Akokuno. <laughs> no, 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 this is the English mistake. <laughs> Please, what's the English name for Akokuno? Akokuno. <laughs> Somebody help us. Because, you know, we are bringing back the traditional delicacies. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What I say? Mm-hmm. Somebody will come and tell her coconut there's too much fat in it. The thing when we're young, when you eat it, when yes, is the palm love lava. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I see. You know mm-hmm. when they are doing the palm wine now. Uh-huh. You know the 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 worms that are inside <laughs> the thing. Worms. The worms, <laughs> the worms that's that's a coconut. That's a coconut. Okay. And we used to. Fry that one right. and put the stick inside like the bar. And then when you pull it out, it will make gra. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Charlie, palm with your lover is a Charlie, people are responding to that thing. It is called 
Uh, okay, okay. Later, you go on. I said, "Dina, sister." There's an update. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, it's 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 nice, Charlie. Akokuno, Akokuno. But I see if you don't if you don't arrest Akokuno early, then it becomes then something. It become a weevil. It become a weevil. The other. Your beans. It will become some tuna. You do not tuna. Somebody did uh, Akakuno, yes, aka Rinkoforus Phonicus Fabricus. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Calm down. That's Calm a scientific name. Rinkoforus Phonicus, a Phonicus Fabricus. No, Charlie, you to be more. Rinkoforus Phonicus Fabricius. Fabricius. That's a player. And orange fleshed sweet potato enriched biscuit. Oh, hey. And they say. It enriches the nutritional status. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're on the right track. No, no, no. I forgot the party. I didn't see Hanum. No. Sky. Charlie, Charlie, And it is coming back. No, it's coming back. I forgot the party. I forgot the party. We are. See. We are going. There is research on the party. Oh, there has to be. Yes. Because actually, it has very solid nutritional um yeah, value. value. Yeah. Yes. But there's also fat in it. That yes. one I yeah. see. But I see when you are young this fat thing <laughs> yeah, you, you don't care okay. man. You don't care mind no fat <laughs> in it. <laughs> Brothers used to go and hunt a cocoon <laughs> for inside the palm something. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because so when they do the palm uh-huh. and they finish mm-hmm. you know when they extract the the the, the liquid from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. They leave it there for a while, mm-hmm. and then the the thing becomes um, a cocoon infested. <laughs> yeah, so they organize so themselves. There. We, we the food soldiers, <laughs> we move from 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 tree, tree to, to tree, tree. harvesting, the, and we you have uh, this thing uh, jam bottle, you know jam bottle. <laughs> yeah, then you are harvesting a cocoon and uh, put it inside. inside. Charlie, at times you have about half of the jam bottle. Where did he? <laughs> hey. So there are three ways. So some people say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, like you said, they add it to soup for fufu. Mm-hmm. So it's very nice. Mm-hmm. It can also be added to stew and taken with rice. Yes. Or well, ampisi. Mm-hmm. We like the chichinga one. Yeah, this one says, this one also says he likes the chichinga. He says, I prefer it roasted on a stick like kebab. Because it makes good. Okay. Says, this one also says, I prefer the fried one. Thank it you. makes it dry. Allah. And you don't feel the softness Allah. in it. Allah. <laughs> Allah. Allah. <laughs> but these days they say it's very hard to find. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to find. It's yeah. hard to find. So so basically we are talking about the kind of foods that we used to eat. Uh, now we don't eat anymore for various reasons, Tali. Changing lifestyles and um, you know, the cosmopolitan nature of of our activities now. The demands, you know, Charlie, Charlie, so anyway, Akokno will be there. Back to your food bazaar. Oh yeah, Akokno will be there. Will be representing yes. life. Akokno will be there and Boswa, Boswa, and the mini oh. Boswa. Yeah, Boswa. Which one is the Boswa? <laughs> that one, I'm shy. You know, so we are bringing all these foods there, and um, 
last year, those of you who were there, I'm sure you even know more than we. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are right. Akoknu grows to become a Somroji. Asomroji. Yeah, Asomroji. It has not helped me still. I don't know what Asomroji is. No, Asomroji is Tuno's elder brother. Elder brother. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's actually I, I like, it's actually like, um, um, uh, Tefre. Tefre, what do you call it? It's like, it, it's designed like cockroach, but yeah. it's stronger. Yeah. Okay. More resilient. Asomroji. I see. Yes. The, I don't know what it is, but I've, I heard it in an Anatu 4 song. Yeah, Asomroji. Was it my ass Asomroji? Yes. Yes, I was born. They feed on it, so Charlie, I see, I get it now. Now, not to have a song called Nyan Kutong, and he makes that reference there. Anyway, Charlie, that Kokunu is not difficult to get. My guy distributes here in Accra, Charlie. Kokunu plug. You should hook me up after. I'm telling you, so Charlie, back to your village food bazaar is on. 25th and 26th of March Go 2023 we At go. the AMA4 court We are meeting there 8am mm-hmm. Each day To right through 6pm And Charlie If you missed it last year This year Don't, don't do don't it. it Don't do it Don't even try Because Any and every food Charlie Any <laughs> and every food That you want In Ghana here mm-hmm. Is there Voter region, mm-hmm. which are some of those. We have um, all the Akplan, Fetri Dechi, Akpa Dechi, and you have a Jovia Dechi, and mm-hmm. you have Gavilolo, you have Amadechi, you have Yakaeke, you have Abolo, um, you know, you have Jengplan, um, Jengplan, which is like a Paprasa, that people call it mm-hmm. a Paprasa, and you have Galiba, Pinohala, you know. <laughs> I want you to mention the name of the food. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All that of was them, a yeah. sentence. No, no, no. They are all no. I'm, I'm mentioning like he's <laughs> 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 <It's laughs> mentioned them in series. <laughs> all of them will be there. Wow! 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 wow, wow. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have um, fufu, mm-hmm. but this time you see the fufu. No, we have. <laughs> Different varieties mm-hmm. of fufu. Mm-hmm. We have body fufu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have mankeni fufu. <laughs> we have bayire fufu. Bayire is uh, the, the yam. yam. Yes. Okay. And then we have, uh, 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 friends say, kokoyam. Kokoyam. fufu. Kokoyam. Is that that's mankeni? Mankeni. Yes. Then we have um, banchi. So you have body fufu, banchi fufu, mm-hmm. bayere fufu, manken fufu, mm-hmm. in that order. Mm-hmm. And then you are going to do the matrix cross-functioning with katin konto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> konto mren kwain, mm-hmm. aben kwain, mm-hmm. re kwain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the end of the day, lai su. Mm-hmm. 
any day in cutting all the different types mm-hmm. of the green one is what kontumri kontumri yes which one like soup that is uh-huh. yeah, okay. yeah that's kontumri yeah, okay. oh i see yes yeah. so that one it has it, we we, are, we also have the ebunubunu hybrid okay which hey. is yeah the hybrid is in cutting konto uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the other hybrid in Katibe. Uh, so when you combine all of them, because Katibe is not the same as Katibe. No, so it's happening. It's happening live. You know, so all the varieties of fufu and the permutations that I've talked about are going to be available. Omutio will show up. Omutio, no, it depends on it depends on the soup. that's that's the secret. When your mutio nun cutting quiet, the green green at the end, a diaka crow one one. It's different. I might change my mind. Tale. I'm telling you. So, how about Kokunte, Papa? Kokunte face the wall. You know, Kokunte is a king. He's <laughs> <laughs> a high priest. <laughs> you know? So, the Kokunte is happening live. Uh-huh. Kokunte is happening in all forms. Thank you. In all its glory. With <laughs> soup. With everything. With, with meat. Kotoje. Nande. Unu Kotoje. Kotoje, are you? You know, so we are displaying everything, uh-huh. you know, and then we go into the ampicies. Uh-huh. We have bayer ampicies, uh-huh. we have banchi, banchi ampicies. You don't know that. Yeah, well, you know that. I told it in the Dwadiagua. 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 Ah, baby, Dwadiagua kaklo. Ene je kali kaklo. Dwadiagua kaklo. <laughs> so we have that one. Manchan PC, Bodia PC, a pim, a pim, papa, and you are pentu. Which one is a pentu? A pentu. A pentu is the body, you know. You know that the body, the one, the one that is like your your, your calves, calves. <laughs> your sobo. <laughs> Yeah. It bole, it bole, happen too. Yeah, you know, there's a method to boiling it and getting it to the yeah, proper interval. Yeah. I see. So yes. we'll do the happen too. We'll boil it and then we'll do the farm type too. Uh-huh. You know the farm type. If you want to do the happen too, uh-huh. you take it as is and put it in the fire. Thank Just you. like that. Just like that. Then you finish you. And then you peel that thing off. It's boiled. We'll do the mankani. The mankani too. We have mankani, mankani. Then we have mankani cocoa. Mm-hmm. Then we have brobe. Uh-huh. Then we. Hey! Oh. Brobe! Yeah, then we have atomo. Atomo. Oh, look, we are going Tomo to spoil the place. Yeah, Totoni Eche. Totoni Eche. Kobi and I'm telling you, there could be all the varieties who show up. Yeah, Kobe right. is coming. Uh-huh. A refwa is coming. Thank you. Do you remember a refwa? Kofi Wa is coming. Kofi Wa. Everything. The match should come quickly. Twenty-fifth. But you haven't responded. Which one? Because everywhere Kobe is, you know, the end is more for them. No, 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 no. We'll be fine. That's why we are the AMA. Zoom line will be pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Could be happening. A real happening. 
Oh, Charlie, and this uh, we are talking about the Kobe proper, Charlie the proper. salted Kobe. Salted, yeah. I remember Charlie. I organized some Kobe for backing up my back on the police. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they call the police. Charlie. Ouch! Charlie, but they back on the police. Oh. Slow, sure, a patogi. They say, "What's what's that?" <laughs> <laughs> but as I do the yam steel way open, I can blow the thing later. No, it never go back again. Yeah, Kobe be correct food. It be correct. <laughs> so, as, so as I call the police, the police want to Oh no no no! I explain them say it be food. You know, be anything wild like that. We say we make a keep there. The scent. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not offensive. offensive. It's very offensive. <laughs> Somebody says a coconut is called sago worm. Sago worm. Sago worm. S a g o. Never heard it before. Not that I cared. Not that I cared. Is it a coconut? Is it in coconut or something? A coconut. You know, somebody is asking me whether there will be bush meat. <coughs> bush meat, by all means, have to. You have to organize. Some, yeah, some of them will bring the bush. I like some allegedly. You know, which one is that? Kusie, kusie, kusie is allegedly. Kusie, mude me ndi bida. Oh, papa. Papa, all your time in the interview. As for as for kusie, dear no. I can say yes. Oh, yeah, that's grass. I can say yes. Oh, pro yes. Um, aprawa yes. Aprawa. Um, what Oh, Charlie. So it's going to. It's like a Ghana food festival. Mm -hmm. Everything Ghanaian. Everything Ghanaian. Everything Ghanaian. Yeah. And I, I read something. I think the week before last, that Mm -hmm. UNESCO, they have decided to become an umpire mm-hmm. in the Jollof War. <laughs> they decided. And then they decided that they will give the title to Senegal. Senegal yes. But I want to correct something. <laughs> that the Senegal, no, <laughs> the Jollof, no, <laughs> is J-O-L-O-F-F. <laughs> Ours is J-O-L-L-O-F. So that's the difference. So they should take their own. We will take our own. People have packaged their coconut for export. Sago worms, yes. Now we try coconut also, and sago worms there. One never talk. Well, it's a destination. Destination, maybe I can open my coconut. They are producing it in commercial quantities. Yes, yes. Oh, nicely packaged. This one, it was salt. It's a cooked and dehydrated sago worms with salt. 
Thailand unique. So, my people, <laughs> my people <laughs> have delivered. Yes, I'm surprised you don't chop this. No, 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 no. I've always had. I think uh, some of our people call it gomido or something like that. Yeah, somebody wrote mm. that. Yeah, mm. because you it's you a, have it's very thick. You see it moving with yeah. some, you know, yeah, like with, with purpose. Yeah. <laughs> with purpose, it will be rolling like that. Oh, rolling! Then it's a Oh. There's something there in the bushes. <laughs> you don't know that, man. He <laughs> <laughs> just carry everything for <laughs> man like that. <laughs> oh, Ghana, 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 Ghana. Why is why is If if I want to be a vendor, uh-huh. what 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 do I need to do? Okay. <laughs> I'm told that I'm mentioning Akan delicacies. Meanwhile, I, I, I have mentioned a claw. Yeah. You see, uh, my friend who sending me this message is a stylish guy. So a claw then telling me. Ask for In mention, I mentioned Duadiagua. Ask for gang kinke in We are doing the Oti. And we are doing the Otishinu drinking competition. Thank you. Yes, Otishinu <laughs> drinking competition. Yes. <laughs> if you drink that in too much, you might not find your way home. Oh, no, no. Otishinu is more spicy. Yeah, the fermented one. No, this one is the nice one. No, no, what about with milk and everything added? With some oil. We can be plus. You are in a comfortable lead. Okay, Aloski. So yeah, we we have we have everything coming nicely. So you can you can um become a vendor. Become a vendor. You just have to call this number 0205-973-973. If you want to come and sell, if you come and take part in any form. Mm-hmm. This is it. But for those of you who will come and eat here, yeah, please just come. Just come. Just come. Don't just call your stomach. Just bring your stomach and have some kudi in your pocket yeah, to buy the food. Yeah. The, the other time, I think the first time, the, some people came there and said, "Oh no, they, we thought it, the food would be free." Oh. Ah. <laughs> and then I said, "Keep on talking." <laughs> <laughs> Without the drinks, look her. Ah, Charlie, Charlie. Because you're here, did you hear? No. Mm-hmm. Variety of <laughs> local drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, Asana. Asana, Liha. Um, of course, Palm Wine. Palm Wine, Deha. We have Meda. Mm-hmm. Which is, and then we have Palm Wine, Teda. Mm-hmm. We have, um, there will be uh, different forms of hard liquor. Okay, the um, Kili, uh, related matters. Uh, related matters. Mm-hmm. There's Pito. Mm-hmm. Pito. There's Kill Me Quick. Brukutu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will live. Everything will be there. I'm telling you. So it's a food festival, Ghana food festival, properly so called. Yeah. You see, you see, there are those that you pour some herbs inside, uh-huh. and you allow the herbs to diffuse in the local uh-huh. drink. Oh, look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> they call it bitters. They call it bitters. <laughs> 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 it's something. It's <laughs> 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 
every every common one tall boy is a specialist. We'll mix it for you. We know how to add on the herbs. But who is this person inventing a coconut jollof? And we have some pictures too. Charlie, 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 stop what you are doing there. Okay, let's see. Scientifically, they are not worms. Calling it worms is what adds the stigma, like how we call greens and salads weeds in tree. Uh, this Albert from Abilegbe. Hi, Samens. Akokno Jolof. Don't go there. Yeah, this is Ujam Pimkwe Kwa Brokwa from Ntabia in the eastern region. This is a proper local man. Thank you. He says, uh, you people make my appetite come. Well, there should be some hot appetite. <laughs> Thank you. Also. Uh-huh. Well, it will be to start with. Uh-huh. Shall I have the hunger already? This is Nanaya, our champion from uh-huh. her. He says, finally, it's about to go down. <laughs> finally, 26, 26, 26, my 9-7 year olds have waited impatiently for the back to your village food bazaar. They enjoyed some kuli kuli last right. year. Well, it's back. They were so excited with the storytelling success as well. And that's one of the things I like. A lot of the vendors, when they are selling their food, will tell you the history of the food and all. So, uh, it goes really well. Uh, Kwame from Tishi says, I'll be there mainly because, cha- hey, Efu, Efu, this one is for you. This one, I cannot deal with this one. Efu, I'll be there mainly because of the Jelukopper style Pinot. Pinot. Yes, Pinot. French Bovilolo. Dirty. Fufui. Fufui, yeah. What is that one? Yeah, so, so, the TVP, you know, it's it's the TVP is one of the varieties the of soup. the tea soup you prepare in, you know, uh, and and bovilolo is also a very special type of fish. You know, it looks some very funny. I don't know the English name uh, for it. Yeah, but, but you know it. Yeah, no yeah, problem. yeah. Normally, small small one. No, it's not a small small one. It's medium, be like that. Mm. You normally will get it from freshwater sources. Uh, when you go to the kid, <laughs> well, you know some of the fish. Now there's something. If you eat bovilolo, yes, no, your you eye go open. Enlightenment to your yourself. Felinat is doing advanced booking. Felinat says, "I'm a typical Krobo guy uh-huh. with much love and respect for our favorite Fufukisa." Mm-hmm. I have to rep it. Yeah, we no the day 25th. Now we do 26. Can you? What you can do, Felinat? Found the fufu at home the day before and bring it again. Yeah, really because the fufu there, you I want the, it to be fresh. It will be fresh. Hi, CBS team. As all you mention is meat, what of vegetarian? Oh, but we've mentioned other things. Or oh, your back to school show is not for all. Sky, is that Bamido? Yeah, Bamido, Bamido. That's the Aquacono uh, that Oh, okay. Some, you know. Good morning. Tell any, anything you want, you will get. So you, you just come. Even if you uh, and then you forgot the Agusi addition to the hybrid combo. Please. Abek Kanti Kunto Agusi. Oh, Albert. Albert, why? Are you going to spoil your stomach? I'm Kanti Agusi. Agusi. You are putting Agusi inside. Abek Kanti Kunto. You are adding Agusi to Nkati. That one I don't see some people. <laughs> Papa, the Kwai Hybrid Pro must be in Katikuntobe. Thank I am you. there in my numbers. <laughs> Nana Sasi Chiamu. Thank you. Good morning. Yes, this one says, Ochimbini is healthy mm-hmm. because that animal eats okay. herbs that are beneficial okay. to humans. But it is something I will never try because, hey, Oh, How can I eat an animal's Not for Which one is the Ochino? Somebody was in the US and he wanted to marry from Ghana. So he did the arranged marriage. He brought a lady from Ghana to St. Louis in Louisiana. 
and Charlie, the Ghana girl arrive. Mm-hmm. We main man to one celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Then Charlie calling friends that weekend. Say Charlie, I'm here in free Ghana, but it's going now. Woman can cook. They do this soup with our chimney. Yama. Charlie boys come. They do the thing. There's something they smell. Yeah, so yeah. The guy face. He say ah. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Where so? I didn't even have the count. I said, there. I didn't even have the count. I said, there. I said, there. I said, Check the facial expression of the sucker. That feeling is beyond any of the six food nutrients. This is George. From I told you, happiness. Visit a Kokno house on KNUST campus. You go find a Kokno biscuit, pie, shito, and sauce. A Kokno pie? Okay, okay. Kweku from Lakeside, they are telling me. This one says, uh, kissing performance, swimming, life saving. As you do not breathe when sucking their puffy. <laughs> yes, those are the benefits. So, I mean, I, I want you to fake, let us feature rabbit feet. Of course, rabbit feet there. Yeah, yeah, rabbit there's a standard. Rabbit feet is a standard. Yeah, 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 that's right. That's you right. know, hi, some men. I'm coming to Ghana this year, and a cockroach is one of the five delicacies I have told my parents to get for me. This is Ben. Charlie, if rabbit is featuring, then Oriata must feature. Which and one is Oriata? <laughs> Oriata. Mm-hmm. Which one is that? The one that cries in the bush. Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> they call it Bush Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Oriata. It's the small intestines, liver, cut into pieces, and then you put it in the big intestine. Yes, and you, then you wrap it. You wrap it. Make it look like something. Uh, something. Uh, Is there something that I'm trying to That's the boss Something that can near you over you. Those are the messages. So, so 25th, uh, 26th of March, uh, back to your village. Uh, I tell you, I tell you. So be there, it's happening at the AMA Four Court, March 25, March 26. It's all part of our heritage month. So like I told you, we are experiencing all things Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about Ghana on air. We do great interviews. We'll talk music, dance, history, mm-hmm. politics. And then on March 25, March 26, we are enjoying Ghanaian food yeah. in all its glory. Mm-hmm. You know, goat, mm-hmm. goat, goat soup, no? Mm-hmm. The local goat, no? Uh-huh. When they kill it, you uh-huh. know, the, the he goat, it has some very delicate, powerful scent behind uh-huh. So when they use it to prepare proper light soup, no? Mm-hmm. What you have is, after eating it, mm-hmm. you know, it never leaves your, 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 your hand. <laughs> You know, and you have to use several, you know, balls of uh, lime or lemon mm-hmm. to actually get rid of it. I hope I will get some proper light soup like that, properly defined, with all the leaves that they put inside, mm-hmm. so that I will fire the light soup. Thank you. It should be hot, prepare for the inside. You mm-hmm. know, the one when you are soaking yeah. it, you yeah. realize that challenge. <laughs> yeah, correct. The, you know, you sweat. And when you sweat, that's the medicinal value you get out of it. Yeah. All right. All of that happening in the month of March. Like I also said, the, the, the heritage caravan will also be, be 
happening March 4 to March 11. But back to your village food bazaar. For those who can't go on the caravan and all, back to your village food bazaar. It's happening March 25, March 26. It will be wonderful at the forecourt of the AMA. Great food. Just come around. And like Samen said, bring some money and buy some great food. Enjoy there and take some away. Because, yeah, you, you love it. You want to have some at home. It's just look it's, it's all about Ghanaian cuisine we enjoyed when we were younger or when we lived in the village but we don't enjoy them anymore Chale. because of Charlie some people say more dignity but because of the demands of the day Chale, somebody is just wetting my appetite this morning hey, Chale, what has been delivered Charlie Bovilo Lope Charlie some hey, deadly combination with pear Charlie deadly combination yeah, with corned beef with hey. oh, Charlie, oh, Chaka, Charlie, spoiling the place, cry. Oh. Charlie, let me see the photo. <laughs> see the video. See the video. Charlie, this is what they call laying a table before me in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you see the bovino logo. I've seen it. Thank you. They package up right. You know, and he says it is a skincare table. Charlie, this person is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one, when you do the pepper, always make sure say the pepper no eat. Because when you pour the bovillo inside, it will, it will soak it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, and that is when you get to the smooth, uh, smoothness level. Uh-huh. <laughs> because when you carry them like that, you carry them apple like that, you put them for inside, and then you know, you know, you don't chop the bovillo in isolation. Uh-huh. As you take the ball, no, yes, for collect the bovillo soft for your body. Uh-huh. You get me? Then you take it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's our show for the morning. Many, many thanks for listening. I did this with Godfather Kotobuafo and Richard Delaskai. My name is Nathan Kwa, starting for Bernard Avlin. We are back on Monday with another exciting episode. Show produced by Fred Jabano. Godfred Odum gave us help on technical. 